Halsey Roofing is a multi-generational, family-owned company that has been in the business of serving you for over 40 years. When Big Tom and his wife Sandy started Halsey Roofing all the way back in 1978, they did it with one goal in mind, and that goal was to put the client and their family's needs first. Whether your need is commercial or residential, you and your family are what matters. And that legacy is carried on today by their son Matt and his wife Justine. With the commitment to providing you with the very best product and professional craftsmanship that you will find anywhere. They offer free inspections and 24-hour emergency services for those times you truly are in need. And while you have more important things to do than haggle with the insurance company over what is best for you and your family, leave it to them and they will ensure you get the most for your money. Having been to Big Tom and Sandy's house for the 4th of July extravaganza and multiple dinner dates with Matt and Justine, I can truly tell you they put family first and you family except he was shaking his dick everywhere <laughs> One, two, most of the time you're not getting all fucked up and smoking we two, step. One, two, step. like i wish like danny would drink more my bad hey sorry on the way I'm like not smoking nothing that's not, that's not crack or anything like that, so we're, we're good on that. I'm too fly to ever Hey, hey, hey. This is The Right Lane. Welcome, everybody. I'm Lane. Danny. Yo, yo, baby. What's up? Danny's right right here in Nine Mile Studios with me. Um... Join this this unseasonably beautiful day. <laughs> it's pretty nice out. It is shitty as fuck out. <laughs> Shit, man. Compared to lately, hey, we've got a we've got a great show lined up for everybody today. We have uh, awesome guests coming in. Ray Norris of Wise Warriors MMA. Uh, later, he'll stick around and play a round of Rotten Tomatoes with us, and we'll do a squared up. Uh, but hey, I wanted to start today uh, by throwing out a big shout out to the man behind the music, friend of the show. Kurt Williams, Rackhouse. Uh, he is the man behind the music for our show. Did you just use his government name? <laughs> you, just, you just used his government name? Ain't nobody supposed to know that? Well, I, I, I called a stripper Ray Norris. So <laughs> I, wanna, I, I, might, I might be curious what his uh, other that, stage name is. That's a manly stripper. <laughs> uh, uh, Rackhouse is also Mr. Salute on Spotify. Be sure to check him out. Uh, I'm just making sure everybody knows uh, that that is the music that you're hearing the right sound now. Sound of the right lane, baby. Yep, we use his music to to uh, go into the show every week, and then also uh, use another one of his songs when we do our little ad spots too. So check him out, man. I, I really really like his music, and I'm and I'm super honored that he uh, that he lets us uh, use it for the show. Oh no doubt, man. That yeah, sounds good. It fits yeah. right up in my uh, my category. Yeah, awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, our guest today, I'll bring him in right now, Ray Norris. Hey, hey, hey. Um, th- thank you, thank you for being here, uh, Ray Norris of Wise Warriors MMA. Uh, we're gonna talk all about um, uh, being an owner of uh, of an MMA gym, your fight career, uh, martial arts in general. Uh, but hey. <laughs> I heard you were a stripper. Oh, right out the gate. Right out the gate, smack him in the mouth. <laughs> Tell, uh, what what's that all about? So so that's 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 quite a interesting uh, thing on your resume. Oh, hold on, hold on. Not just any, like a, any stripper, like a traveling stripper, like going overseas and shit. Like a high class stripper. Yeah, like tearing up Germany. Whoa. 
That's a little that's that's more high class than I'm used to. <laughs> How'd you get into that? How'd that come about? Uh okay, so <clears throat> I used to work at a gym, Bodybuilders Incorporated. I was a manager back in the day, and there was a guy there. Uh should I say his name? Uh, but it's up to sure. you. Sure. That's all up, up to you. Sure. His name is Nick. Let's call him Nick. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So Nick was big, big, strong guy, uh athletic, Italian guy. And um I don't know how I found out, but I found out he was he was a dancer. So I come I was like eighteen working in a gym and uh I come up to him and I was like, you know, I'd like to be a dancer. And uh So is this something you'd always wanted to do from a kid? Wait, were you super really. broke? Like like what what was it that made it appealing to you? Uh, you know, I don't remember why. He was getting laid a lot, probably. (laughs) You're like, this guy's got hot chicks with him all the time. What is his secret? Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I I definitely needed money. I had to work and, you know, pay for stuff. And you're trying to figure figure yourself out. And it sounded like a good, fun way to make money. And uh, so I asked him and he looked, he kind of looked at me and he was like, "Uh, do you have any experience? I said, no. And he goes, well, let me know when you get some experience. I'm like, okay. All right. So he basically basically told me no. So I was like, all right, I'll get some experience. So I started calling around and I found this place that did like singing telegrams. And, um, (laughs) They, they literally, it was horrible. I mean, it was like low end. Hold on, you did singing telegrams? I didn't do singing telegrams. Oh, I, I'm so upset about that. She's like, would you do singing telegrams? I'm like, no. I'm like, it's way easier for me to go into this, go into a party or whatever, right. take my clothes off than it is to talk to people. I, and I was always like, people are like, what? You are, are you such a slut. I so was like, it was way easier for me to go in and dance around than to go in and talk Because uh, like, you're like in a little bit of a bubble. I mean, I, I get that. Like, even though you're in front of all those people, it's not intimate. It's more of a open. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to this singing telegram thing. Is this like you ring the doorbell and they open the door and you're like, hey, we It's gotta- like, you know, they, you have a 40th birthday party or, or whatever. I didn't do the singing telegram. Okay. It was just that company and they had like a side branch. Right on. So, yeah, they were like, do you know how to do this? And I was like, I can dance and I take my clothes off so I, I can do it. So, um, yeah, they sent me out to like a 40, 40th birthday party. I remember I driving down this hill, a big, huge house. It was outside. You had to be nervous. I was totally nervous. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I mean, you don't you don't know what to wear. You don't. You no, know, you dress as a police officer. Everybody knows that. Well, yeah, that. they give me a police officer. I think That's I funny. That's officer. hilarious. Yeah. So it was totally cheesy, too. It was horrible. And it's like little things you don't think about. Like, okay, when you're dancing, how are you going to take your pants out? You can kick your shoes off. You can sit down on the fucking floor and take your pants off. Like, you so there's, know, not, there's, not, there's no education into this. No, that's what the guy was like. You don't have an experience. There's I'm not like an I'm apprenticeship. Not teach you. So he's like, go get the experience. So the the other company was like, oh sure, whatever. We need a guy, so you're the guy. And I didn't really get any training. And you went you went by yourself. Yeah, by myself. Damn. So See, I when when it. girl strippers go out, they send they send like uh, like yeah, help. horsers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. There, there's a big difference. So there's a big difference. Hold yeah. on, describe the party. I want to. I, I want to like paint a picture party. in the listeners. It was outside. There's literally like kids running around. Like <laughs> people running around. This big ass house outside. And I remember driving down the hill. There's all cars lined up along the wall. And I grab my little boom box and uh, awesome. freaking go go up to the lady. And they're like, "Oh, she's over there! Oh, she's over there!" So you plug your music in. You push play on the little tape recorder. What was the song? I don't remember back then. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I remember some it. songs back in the 
like later part of it, but my first one, I don't remember. Right, no. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I was it like Van I, Halen? I got a picture of you walking up in the driveway with your boombox on you. That's but, basically it. You, put, <laughs> you hide the boombox behind the corner because you're supposed to be a cop, so no cops show up with the boombox. So, <laughs> so you put your boombox behind the corner, and then once the – I mean, it doesn't take them long because right. the outfit they give you is completely it, yeah, cheesy. You know that's, what I mean? So you're not fooling anybody. So, uh, you know, you go out there and dance and – I've always known how to dance, so it was just easy. You know what I mean? Right. Damn. So I told that guy, I was like, uh, I was like, you know, I got some experience now. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, can you start tonight? He was literally like, can you start tonight? And I was like, okay. So he basically, what we did is he had like three or four shows lined up for the night. And we just got to the shows and he would be like, hey, I got another guy. We could do a twofer if you want and you know would charge them a little bit more money and most of everybody took the deal so i didn't know what i was doing so i would go first and uh i go out there and get him going you know and then he was big and jacked right and and uh had been doing it a while and um so i started with him and basically you know he taught me some tricks like you gotta have you gotta be able to entertain there's always a couple little tricks there's definitely nuances to any profession any job so i started picking up on on uh on what was going on and that's basically how it started how much money did you make um i don't know so i think back then it was like a split like i don't remember what they charged but i think i was making like 35 bucks a show and then tips plus tips yeah and you could run in and you could be in and out in 15 minutes. I oh, mean, really? They called it a 15-minute show. So basically, they didn't. They didn't make you stick around and party with them. I'm sure they tried. Well, you'd have several shows a night, so oh, you'd have an eight fuck. o'clock and then a nine o'clock and then like a ten thirty, and you're just driving around See, like a pizza delivery. Ray has always been a professional because I'm going to the first one at 18, and I'm not making that second one. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you're first, you're done for the night. But right. I'm usually I was kind right. of shy. I was I like mean, getting the hell out. It's got to be a fun party, <clears throat> right? Well, some of them are, yeah. Some no, but of them definitely, I, some of them are not. I would are, assume that you're, you're treated like a piece of meat, though. I want to. I want to hear about the ones that are not fun. <laughs> the ones that are not. Was fun? there like a what was a creepy experience to ever have anything like that or like uh, uh, like well, the crowd the, the was the just like creepy, not yeah. fun to dance in front of? Well, you have always all of the above. Yeah, you had everything. Like people, you know, it's like they say, um, you know, it's got to boost your ego. Your egos have got to be off the charts. But, and there was a lot of girls who tried to, you know, they, they liked you. They liked what you saw, you know. And But uh, there's just as many. And I don't know about just as many. But there was also the ones that were like, get the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? You're not good looking and, you know, that kind of stuff. And you're like, that stuff hits hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you could have 20 girls that like you. Right. And then you'd have one. And I don't know about you guys, but you know women are not that nice. Like, they don't no, like you. No. They will tell you. But you I know, never. They're like, get, get away from me. You know, you blah, blah, blah. And they just have a bad attitude. I like him. I, I don't like you. I like him. You know, if there was two guys and you'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, so. you, you just crushed my soul and it didn't yeah, even happen oh, yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It, it hits hard. Oh. Not everybody likes you. And you have 15 of them that like you and love you. You remember that and one. You just, and it goes right over your head. And you just get the one that doesn't. And you harp on that. I'd be like, shut up, bitch. I'm beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, when I got older, I was able to do that. When you got older. But when I was younger, so how, I didn't How long did confidence. this career span? I started when I was like 18. I think I, I You ended last I week? Like 27, 28. Right Holy <laughs> shit, man. Almost yeah. 10 years. 10 years, yeah. So basically, I started doing those little private parties. And then they'd have uh, like male reviews. So it would be like uh, at a bar. And then they'd have like five or six guys there. And it'd be like a ladies night. Like. 
ladies' nights, you know, from nine o'clock. And bars would do like ladies' nights, so they get all the ladies' in, night in, the ladies in with the dancers, and then the dancing show would be over, and then all the guys would pile in because yeah. all the girls are all worked up. So it was a good <laughs> it was a good move for the bar because they would just you know that's word would spread that there was dancers in town because a lot so of it we did with how does it how does it feel to know that you were single handedly responsible for thousands of kids being born. Because you got all them women all hot and bothered, and then Tony Two Touch comes into the bar and uh, takes them home for the night. And yeah, they need to be paying you royalties and yeah, shit. yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that was local St. Louis stuff. Yeah, that was like a, like a Rivers and the Oz had dancers, and you know, I don't know if you guys remember those places. Oh yeah, like, I Oz can't believe the Oz is still open. Yeah, the still Oz there. is still open. And they had like you know, train wreck had dancers, train wreck, and, and like everybody, I can't remember the places. Stages, it wasn't stages underage. They might have had something like that. Uh, I never went there. My but, brother worked there. I don't know. I mean, I went there, but I right. didn't go there to right. dance. Did you? Did you work at any strip clubs ever? So what would happen occasionally would be um, okay. So I started off doing like the birthday parties and that kind of thing, and that moved into like mail reviews where you'd be at a bar. And then they had like uh, they had like dancer competitions, so one that kind of took me to like the next level was it might have been the Oz I don't remember it was somewhere somewhere they had like a dancer competition, so I'm like I'm gonna do this competition deal, so um, I got up there and did my thing and I I remember like you're behind stage and you're kind of eyeing up the competition because you don't show up to lose you know what I mean. Not- we don't so, do nothing in life to lose, baby. Yeah. So I remember this guy was there. He was huge, jacked up, veins everywhere, bodybuilder type. <clears throat> he was 260, 270. He couldn't dance very good, but he was big and bulky. That's a big-ass dude. He was a big dude. And um, and you know how the girls, they go, ah, they go, oh, we don't like guys that big. We don't like, you hear that shit? Yeah. They're lying. They, I know they're lying. Yeah, they lie because <laughs> they love that dude. And I'm out there. I'm like, you know, 200 pounds. I'm ripped, but I'm not bodybuilder huge. You right. Know what I mean, and um, but I I can dance. That's the one thing I've always been able to dance real good. So I'm going out there, and I'm like, this dude's gonna kick my ass. And I didn't think I was gonna win at all. And I guarantee you the guy made more money than me. He went out of there with more tips. If they would have counted the tips, I wouldn't have won. <laughs> well, I assume it's like it's, it's like a dude seeing a chick with uh, like triple H's titties or whatever. You like those fake implants, and you're going to give her all your money at the strip club, but you're not trying to go home to that every night. Yeah, maybe that's what it was because I won the competition. Yeah. But I had no idea I was going to win. So I won that, and then one of the guys that was in the competition was like, we're on this traveling team, you know, we got these group, we go here, we go there. You would you be interested? So I was like, all right. So I, the guy was out in like Sedalia, Missouri. So I drove out there and he was like, you're on. So from there we went, we would tour all over the United States. We had a van basically a sound system and we go to this place. And what was it called? Men of Texas. Men of Texas. Yeah, did you wear cowboy hats and shit? He did, yeah. He was from Texas. <laughs> See, there's always the a guy theme. That, that owned it was from Texas, and he played the cowboy part. Yeah, there must have been uh, quite a bit of partying, I'd imagine, right? Like, like, uh, like, was, the, I, but, I, 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 if I could compare it only to uh, to women strippers, I mean, they don't last very long, or they don't look good for very long. You, you really can't compare it to women strippers. You just can't because 
it's not it's not the same. Men and women are not the same. Well, yeah, because after can, you have a kid, you still look good. Well, I mean, I guess there's that. After I have five kids, I still yeah, look good. Yeah, bitches don't think it's a fair game, but uh. <laughs> I mean, you know, guys, if you see, you know, you, guys get horny. Girls just have fun; they just laugh. I mean, <clears throat> they they giggle and they laugh, and it's not it's not. See, because I, I listen to Reddit on uh, through YouTube and stuff, and they they have one of the episodes I listened to, or whatever, was about male strippers and uh, how women treat them. And it, they were talking about how it's a lot of times it's way more disrespectful than how men treat women and stuff because there's nobody there to keep women in check because you're a man and it's kind of just a foregone conclusion that you like this, you want this, you're dancing for a reason and stuff like that. And they were saying that women can be more, a lot more disrespectful than men as far as touching and grabbing and having boundaries. Did did you experience any of that or was that? No, I think it's just totally different. Like guys get excited. They see boobs and ass, and they're ready to, uh, you know. <laughs> and girls would, <clears throat> it was much more like laughing and giggling and having fun. It wasn't like a sexual thing. It was more like entertainment. Right on. Like, that's why I dance. Like, if you have a women stripper comes in, she's a good dancer, you're like, you don't give a fuck. You don't care how well she dances. To girls, it matters. You know what I mean? Guys just want to see the boobs and the butt. You know, if you got a good boob and a good butt, you know, you're in. I like you. So, but uh, girls weren't, they're not so simple. But, right. <clears throat> The guys would probably like hurt you, you know, they might grab a girl or might hurt a girl. Like I've heard of that. You never girls, got your dick like, grabbed? Not like in a mean way. No. <laughs> I mean, not that I remember. She, I'm she, sure I'm sure I have. Lane, when she grabbed it, she caressed it, so I wasn't that mad. <laughs> no, they don't really grab your dick. They're not out to grab your dick. Um, not really. You're, you're shooting all holes in my, my fantasy now. Well, yeah, so I'm saying like what you think it is and what and I don't know, maybe it's a little bit different today. Like back then it was it wasn't like that. It was mostly just laughing and having fun. So you can put yourself through college being a male stripper. I didn't, but yeah, <laughs> I know this right. other dude. There's a, like an attorney now that he uh, he put his and he was like, "Oh, I'm doing this just for make pay the bills. No <laughs> I'm shit. going to college. I ain't doing this for love." Oh, the, the jokes yeah, that had was to be smart. there. He he uh, he's an attorney now. Yeah. Uh, so so you were obviously in great shape. Like you have to you have to maintain like a good. Yeah, I was in good shape. I always trained and stayed in good shape. Was it um, hard on relationships? Yeah, you want to know what, why? He puts his drink down. He's like, hold up, check, like, oh, check this shit out. You're not going to believe this. I believe you. This is why. Because <clears throat> things, aren't, things aren't like they used to be. You know what I mean? I'm older now. But in their 20s, you go out to a place and you meet a girl, right? And... It was a common story. At the end of the night, you're like, "Hey, you're you know you're trying to flirt with her, whatever," and um, she'd be like, "Oh, I got a boyfriend," and you go, "Okay, you know, whatever." <laughs> yeah, you are so cool. <laughs> yeah, so then, baby, it don't matter. I'd be all matter. fucking disappointed. <laughs> but when you were the, when you were the guy there, and the girl's on the phone with her boyfriend, and she's going, "Oh, you know, I'm with my girls. She's throwing up. I can't come home tonight." Oh. You know, and you're hearing that side of the story. So when you have a regular girlfriend, your regular girlfriend, and you hear the stories about, oh, I'm just with my friends, you know, and you start hearing the their same. excuses, you don't trust anybody. Right. And that's what made it hard is because, like, girls will tell you they act a certain way, but they don't, that's not how they act. But right. then when you have your girlfriend that you really care about, and you might be, being good, you know, I'm out in the road. I got a girlfriend. I'm not touching anybody. I'm and there's plenty of those where you're like, 
I've got a good girl home. You were faithful gonna... on the road as a stripper. Well, I got, you know, there's percentages. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, if I liked her 35%. I mean, this, I was, you're, this you is try. after the statute I mean, of limitations, so I think, I think you're safe. I mean, you guys know you try, right? <laughs> <laughs> you give it a good shot. Right? You do all you can. No, but it, but it is different, though, when you, like, you hear that shit that they're telling their old man, and then your girlfriend is telling you something similar to that. Right. Like, men are definitely built on ego way more than women, so... If I was to hear something like that, we're done. I'm crushed. That's exactly what's happened. Yeah. So no I have girlfriends. I care about them. And I remember there would be stories like my girlfriend was with another group of dancers that I knew, just some other dudes. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with him? Yeah, we're, we're cool. And uh, you're like, oh, we're just you know hanging out. And you're like, now you got to It's like karma is everywhere. You know, you think it's just going to be one-sided, but it's, it's really not. It's Karma should be one-sided, though. It should always be in our favor. Uh, <laughs> uh, it can be if you do the good things. Well, I'm talking about the ego thing and shit, like, because it, it, it men are we are. Uh, um, I don't know what the word is, but our ego is it's fragile. So when you hear shit like that, I, but me personally, I just shut off. So if I was there, like hear shit that back in the day that a girl was talking ever said to me that I heard her say, we just I'm done talking to her because I I can't fuck with that. I got to protect myself and shit like that. Where women are like, yeah, I love the abuse. Can I have some more, please? Yeah, uh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing that for a drop too, by the way. <laughs> it's fine, but it, but it is like that because uh, it I'm, it calls bitches or whatever you want to call it. Don't it doesn't mean anything. But I can't I can't be like you said when a, uh, a man tells or a female tells you that uh, you're ugly and 20 of them before you told you that you were beautiful or whatever or wanted to touch you and shit. It it does. You do hear that more and shit. I'm yeah. just thankful that I've never been told I was ugly. I'm always told I'm beautiful, baby. You should have been a stripper. I should have been a stripper. That'll oh. fix that real quick. But, but, oh, I but. considered it. <laughs> Ray, Ray, went to the, Ray went to the gut. He said, that'll fix it real quick. My gut might be the issue, though. I don't, I don't know if they're in Is there. Is there a market for that, for, uh, for, for different types? Because you said it's all kind of for gags a lot of times and not... Not that you're hilarious looking or anything. Uh, but, I'm super good but, looking. But I mean, are there are there different body types and different different types of things that uh, people might be interested in ordering? I, I would imagine. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. No. Ray says, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've been fit my whole life, motherfucker. What I, you I, talking I, about? I still have abs. These are washboard abs God over here. <laughs> well, are we ever going to get anybody in here <laughs> who's not better looking or could kick both of our asses? No. No, we're not. <laughs> speaking Speaking of being able to kick other people's asses. Uh, so, so you've been in the fight game for quite some time. You are the owner of Wise Warriors MMA. Yes. Uh, where's Wise Warriors MMA? Maplewood. Um, and how long, how long have you guys been there? Or how long have you, when, when did you start Wise Warriors MMA? Tell me about that. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> so long story, short story. Long story. Long story. We'll, I'm going to, we'll cut you off and interject here and there, but yeah, because this could go on for a while. Where did I start it? So I started it at a physical therapy um, place, place for physical therapy. So I was uh, renting massage rooms because I also do massage therapy. And uh, I had an idea of basically the, the original idea <clears throat> was to have guys because I was older. I had my first fight with you at 30. You jumped the gun on us. Whoa. Well, we'll get there. I'm sure. Okay. It's, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah, we could we'll definitely circle back. But, so <clears throat> speaking of people who can kick all our asses. <laughs> so at 36, I started training. So, um, <clears throat> but you had been, you had done, you had trained previously. Well, yeah, I trained previously, but like MMA for, yeah. Yeah. 
And I always wanted, like, I had knee injuries. I had all kinds of injuries going on. It was always nerve-wracking to go in these gyms where you have fighters, you know, and people don't, you know, they're training to fight. They're not playing games. So, um, basically, um, you know, you just want to have a, you just want to have a place that you could train. The idea was to have a place that you could train. So you were, you were actively training. I was training, but the idea for my gym was to kind of have a place that older guys could come and train and not have to go at a pace that would be at a normal fighter's gym. Oh, man, that's the place I'm looking for right now. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. kinda, that was but hold on, he's, he, he's just getting started. Just oh, keep okay. listening. That was right. the, yeah, you asked about the first part of it, how it got started. <laughs> gotcha. So the physical therapy part, because generally guys, you know, older, they have injuries, they have a shoulder, they have a neck, they have a this and they have a that. <clears throat> so the idea was to help them with rehab because it's kind of also part of what I do. And, um, and to... Uh, you know, give them a place to train that was kind of a notch down. It wasn't like uh, just hit and giggle. It was like you're really learning good technique, but on the other hand, you don't have to worry about going like hardcore. So that was the original plan, and that's why it the the irony to Ray saying you don't have to go hardcore will be shined. The light will be shined on that in a little bit. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> okay. So um, that was the original thing, and then I basically learned that guys like older and my age they. They love their injuries. You talk to a guy, you'd be like, oh, you know, oh, man, I can't do MMA, my shoulder. Okay, well, you know, I can help you with your shoulder. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, you know what I mean? It's like they didn't want to overcome their injuries. I think they it goes back to, to that. It goes back to that fragile ego. Uh, it is easier to tell people I could have yeah. than I tried and failed. Like men, but how many men do you, you know? All kinds of people who are like that. Where fuck that man? I want to just let's go see what happens. If I fail, so what? As long as I, I did what I wanted to do and I, I did all the things that I wanted to do in that. There's no failure to that. But men, for the most part, on the other hand, we have this this egocentrical attitude where uh, I would rather tell people I could have. Oh man, if it wasn't for this knee injury, I'd have been in the NFL. If it wasn't for this knee injury, I'd have, I'd have went to the NBA. Or whatever the situation may be, instead of just being honest with yourself, being like, I'm too much of a bitch to go try it. Because if I fail, then everybody's going to know I failed at it. I think it comes more from that than it does. That's exa- and I didn't understand that. Because I'm like, oh, you got a knee injury. I can help you rehab that. I can help you overcome that. And you can look at all the things you can become. But yeah, it, that was initially why it was so hard. Because I was like, I'm, you know, you got to find your spot. I was going for older guys. And come to find out that they held on to their little weaknesses. Oh, I got a bad back. They'd literally, I'd be like, oh, you could, you know, you could do this, you could do that to help your back. You could overcome it. Look at all the things. And I'd be on a positive note and I'd be at a party or a function or whatever and that person would leave and they'd go and talk to the next guy and I could hear the conversation and they were like, oh, my back. And the guy would be, oh, my shoulder, oh, my back. And they were just trying to one-up each other. And that was a good time for them was to sit there and complain. No, yeah. Then it was, and I'd just seen that over and over and over again. And that's where I realized I was like, well, this isn't. It was a good idea initially, but on paper, it was in actuality, right. it wasn't. You know, well, I think it was one of the reasons why we eventually clicked so well too is because you you just rather do and see what happens. There's no failure in losing, beat, getting beaten a fight, or no failure in trying something and not not succeeding at the highest Absolutely. goal or whatever whatever people think you should be doing. There's no failure in that. Uh, where guys don't take that that way, like our friends, people we know and stuff, they would they would rather not fail 
than to try at anything. And I think that's one of the things that we share in common. I would rather fail and be like, this is what I've added to my story and this is what I've added to who I am as opposed to, oh, my knee hurts. I can't do that. I, the what ifs and the I could have done, are, are, you're, you're bullshitting yourselves out there, people. I'm going to let you know right now. Ain't nobody buys that shit for real. Uh, you could have did this. You could have You could have done fucking nothing. You could have done nothing. And I want you to know that because if you could have done anything, you would have just went and did it. You would have <clears> tried. <throat> don't let fear stop you from doing anything or you being a bitch mentally because you don't want to have to tell people you fail. Failure happens, motherfucker. It goes back. To, we'll circle back to a, a previous Carpe Diem we had. Failure is a part of life. Don't let it stop you from fucking trying to do things. Yeah, if you're afraid to fail, you're not going to go nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. which is one of the, like, eventually we clicked. But, uh, so why did you want to punch me in the face? Let's just <laughs> jump into that. Well, uh, just I so mean, the listeners know, so you guys fought. We Our first thing, but here, here's Andy, a little backstory. And he kicked it off. Here's our little backstory. Uh, we had been, we met at uh, my cousin's, uh, my, or my wife's cousin's house, uh, because the UFC had just started to, like, blow up. And Ray, uh, apparently Ray was in fights. I didn't, I didn't know Ray. I knew Mike a little bit. Because uh, my wife's cousin is, they're they're married, so uh, we're watching fights over there, hanging out or whatever. And I always try to be like a little reserved. I know, believe it or not, people. I tried, I tried to be, I tried to be somewhat reserved. It depends on what time of the night you're talking. About. That's true too. But I, I thought for the most part I was really reserved for a long time. And they'd always kind of build Ray up, like uh, he played he played baseball in high school or whatever. And he, baseball, no. did you say you were reserved? I was I was as reserved as I possibly could around new people. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. He gives his best effort. See, I give my best my best effort. Uh, I don't know. So we're watching fights together, and then uh, Ray wants to fight. No, I remember. Go I ahead. remember every little part of it. Go ahead. So we were watching the fight, and whoever's fight it was, it was over a cross. The guy was throwing a cross. Oh, the, the, yeah. the lefties and, and righties. And maybe it was the lefty righty. Right. And you were like, you're supposed to move your head this way. I'm like, no, you're not supposed to move your head this way. You're supposed to move your head that I way. I was right, by the way. You were wrong, by the I way. I was right. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's exactly how it started. He was right, and I thought I was right, and then, like, you know, so you're saying actual progression after that you'd fight. So we got up in Mike's living in the basement. We got up and we scrapped and we didn't fight. It was more like a wrestling match. We were talking about striking, but it was just a wrestling match. So I don't remember word for word. I remember, I think your shirt got ripped. Was there drinking involved? Of course. Yeah. Who watches fights and don't drink? <laughs> weirdos. Hey, I'm guilty. Weirdos. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. <laughs> I'm not weird. I drink and watch fights, and I know Danny does too. So it was just one of those things. We, we were talking, and I think it was probably, I don't know. I think it was building in you more than it was building in me, but I think it was building in you. And it was just kind of like one of those things where it wasn't. it's not a bad thing. It's no different than basketball. If I said to you, I could beat you at basketball, you could say you could beat me at basketball. Okay, we go play basketball. You figure it out. You just made... why didn't you offer uh, to have a dance off? Because uh... well, we, we fought right there in the, in the guy's basement. <laughs> I'd have beat him in a dance off. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, people! If you don't know, that's Ray's uncomfortable laugh that he's not happy about. <laughs> Maybe because hey. he's not getting beat. Me no fucking dance off. Beat me no dance off. For sure. Go ahead, keep going. I'll take a couple of ibuprofen and I'll be on the side. <laughs> All right, so. Um, I think we just had like a wrestling match in Mike's basement. Yep. And I felt like I won. And uh, so I was like, okay, that's cool. Because basically what it was is hanging with Danny, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, everything's fine. 
third, fourth, fifth drink, and there gets to be a point. And the point, fifteenth, whatever it is, there's a point when he gets into that next area, and then it's, it's a different, it's a different. All right, people, let's go my version now. Okay, yeah, you uh, version. When Ray and I first met, Ray's a super intense individual. Y'all may not know that now because he's such a lovable guy here, but Ray's pretty intense. Ah. <laughs> uh, and I try to be polite, and I, I promise you, I try. People, if you guys know me, you you know that how, I'm. I how, do me a favor. Tr- how long ago was this? Oh fuck, man! Like 11, 11, 12 years ago. No, it was 08. I just looked up our fight. It was like Wait, that was two thousand ten, but it was well, right. it was three years building to that. Yeah, three years to yeah. build to that fucking fight. Uh, so Ray's kind of uh, he's an intense individual, and I try to make people laugh and stuff. But my humor and laughter, and it's not for everybody all the time. So you, you get vibes that. Uh, People don't kind of like you, whatever. So you tend to thumb the button a little bit, or you do things that irritate them here and there without trying to be overt about it, you know. So uh, I do. I, I forgot all about the actual wrestling match Ray's talking about until way later, because uh, actually it ended. With, I was my back was on the floor, and my like right hip was on the couch. Is how it was. And Ray was on top, pretending to throw down punches on me, and kind of like big brothered me, rubbed my head and shit. I actually forgot about that until you just mentioned it. Actually, uh, it. It built in Ray more than it built in me because what I remember is we wrestled outside. Well, that was the one. That was the second one. Yeah, we yeah. wrestled outside. That's the. That, that's actually where I th- kind of remembered the story starting until you just shined light on previous. I've, well, what happened is we wrestled in Danny's or uh, Mike's basement, and then I thought I won, and then we got together basically every month. Yes. Yes. So or every together, two months, whatever they had the pay per views at the time. Yeah. So we got together and it was like month one, nothing was brought up. Month two, nothing was brought up. And month then three, nothing was brought up. And then one day we were out in the, Danny got in the drunk. hot tub. Yep. And he, I was like, he was starting, he was saying something, yeah. whatever it was. It, and I was like, dude, we already settled this. We already figured out. Now you know, we did I beat you last time. And he, that's exactly what he did. We didn't figure out shit. And I was like, all right, well, we'll figure it out again. So now we're outside and uh, we got out of the hot tub, and we freaking, remember, we trashed his freaking lawn furniture. Ray shot a blast double, and it was my first and only guillotine in history. Yeah, he got me. I caught him. I remember touching your chest. Yeah. I remember tapping on your chest and how fucking pissed mad off Mad you me. were. Yeah, I was yeah. so mad. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Because that was a wrestling match. Because back then, you were like, I know jiu-jitsu, I know jiu-jitsu. No, I said, I watch it and rewind it. I pause it and rewind it. And I fucking follow this shit religiously. And I did. Like, when I first went into the gym, they were like, you never trained before? And I'm like, no, I've never done any of this. They're like, bullshit. I'm like, no, I mean, I, but I, when I watch these events, I literally will pause that shit on TiVo and then watch it forward in slow motion to see what he did with an arm, how, what he did with the, his left hand on the head and shit like that. How he set up, what he set up, the submission. One of my favorite... Like the fight that made me love MMA was uh, Diego Sanchez and uh, Nick Diaz. They they rolled on the ground like two wizards, uh, and then unfortunately Diego wound up on top every time because he was the bigger, stronger, better wrestler at the time. But I just remember thinking, that's the coolest thing in the world. You're like you can beat somebody and not not even have to like get mad, angry, or punch him in the face because that was the complete opposite of who I was. You, we've met, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very I was very hot headed and tried to, like very loud, obnoxious. To, to see that type that that discipline was just like mind blowing to me. I was like, man, that's just so cool. You don't have to be mad to fight. You don't have to yeah. be anything to fight. Well, yeah. I, I never really had to be mad to fight, but you didn't have to be in the process of fighting. I was mad, but you didn't. They weren't like that. Neither one of them were like that. They were just trying to do their thing, yeah. and it was so cool to see them grapple. I was just like, man, I want to do this. So when I started watching that shit, I would pause it and watch, and watch it in slow motion. How every step the guy took. 
to set up his move and shit. And so I thought it was the, and then I would practice this shit with all the guys at work, like constantly, all the fucking time. My brothers, my my kids, every anybody I, that would want to fucking try this. I, I've done a standing flying armbar before because fucking with this guy and stuff. And he didn't know what I was doing, but he was trying, and I got the shit off because it was just super cool to try and do. So I, that's what I meant by I know jujitsu, Ray. Well, I know it is, in my head that's what it was, and I was like, okay. I lost. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lose again. And if I go back over there, I liked Amy. I. It's not like I disliked him. He did. I, I like. No, I liked it's you a lot. I liked him. I still like it. I mean, we, we were buddies. We had a good time. It was just a competitive nature. And I knew. I was like, if we go over there again, I'm gonna punch him. And I'm. I'm not. No more grappling. No jujitsu shit. We're, we're going for real because I'm not winning. I'm not losing next time. I told you Ray was intense. <laughs> So then, so then I had it all planned out because I was steaming in bed. After I mean, he beat me. He beat me. I went home with my tail between my legs, and I didn't like it, but so on. So the next time we we got together, Danny was like, yeah, you know, he's the top chief. And I would already planned it out. I was like, look. I told him, I was like, let's do this. Why don't we get in a cage? You join a gym. You train. I'll join a gym. We train. We get in shape. We do this, and we'll we'll have our family. We'll have our friends. We'll this have is like rest. the setup to uh, to like every comedy uh, MMA movie of all time. It, it is, but it was no comedy here. Yeah. It was no, yeah. no comedy here. Yeah, uh, it was literally we got together every month after that. Yeah, too. when we agreed to fight each other, and we still got together and watched the UFCs. But there was no more of this like. I'm going to show you I know what I'm talking about, and you're going to show me. What, you know, it was no more. It was just watching fights, and it was fun, but it was, yeah, we didn't talk about training at from all. My, from my perspective, uh, the night after the sub, uh, the guillotine, it ate Ray. It bothered oh, Ray. It definitely did. And I'm, I'm on top of the world at this point. The, fir <laughs> the first time didn't bother me or anything like that because I didn't care. Because in my mind, I was drunk and went just I was fucking around or whatever. And even though we were just as drunk the second time, both of us, uh, that, was, that was my stamp because – you, you gotta you, whatever you felt you won that so that's maybe why i didn't care about the first one uh but then it bothered ray ate ray and then when he asked me about it i was like yeah sure whatever i don't care uh and when i answered him i wasn't thinking like oh we were really gonna fight i was thinking like yeah whatever i'll do that uh yeah i'm not too pussy to agree to this no because I'm, no, I'm, I'm i'm like if you really want <laughs> to fight i'm gonna do it, but, really I'll agree fight, to it. but i thought he was kind of just upset he was in his box a little bit so i was I'm like, yeah sure whatever well then time went on or whatever and then it was bj penn and fucking uh I want to say it was fucking George St. Pierre 2. I believe it was because it was on the 31st of whatever or the 31st of whatever month or whenever that fight was. And we watched the whole fights together. And the fights are over and I'm kind of lit. And Ray, and I'm sitting like to the right of the TV in his chair by myself kind of. And Ray comes and kneels down next to me. And he was like, uh, so <laughs> he's like, so I got, uh, I got this. Uh, we can set this up. You really want to do this or what? And it was at that point that it started to fucking eat at me because I was like, this motherfucker really wants to fight me for real? That yeah, you fucking right. I'm gonna do that. Yes, yes, I got you, dude. We are gonna do that. And uh, we caught the like we were supposed to get on somebody's card that fell through. And then my work schedule at the time too. I only had certain times of the year where we we weren't working seventy hours a week and shit like a Hebrew slave and stuff. So I was like, these are the times of the year I can fight, right? Because yeah. it gives me like an eight week uh, camp or whatever and shit. And the first time we were supposed to schedule it fell through. I think the second time it fell through. So like. 18 months from the time that Ray had st said this to when we actually fought uh, had, had passed. So you're talking like three years, like literally. It was like two and a half years. In, in the fucking making and shit. Uh, from my perspective, 
I enjoy fighting. I, I fucking fought my whole life. It was something I enjoyed doing. Uh, I, I was mad at, in the very beginning that Ray wanted to fight. But then as you, like, you're like you going to that moment for me, I was so excited to get the show out. Because all that shit I've been talking forever and stuff, I was going, and you know I was going to whoop Ray's ass too. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I was going to whoop Ray's ass. So And it was so cool to build up to it and everything like so that. So you were training where? Uh, I did some uh, sparring with Angel or some Angel held some mitts for me and then I did five classes in uh, Cahokia with Chris Hesley because uh, I, w- I was lifting weights because when Ray started this conversation uh, I was I had two chins and like at 235 not the 265 Danny that's got two chins with these <laughs> muscles and shit but I had like I hadn't done anything since my kids were born except played Madden and, oh I was ranked in the world too baby by the way but, but I hadn't done anything except eat. rest in peace John yeah, Madden rest in peace John Madden I hadn't done anything but eat and play video games. Uh, so I, when in, in your head, you're still thinking of that guy five years ago that you used to think you bore and shit and not the guy you are today. So I went and started lifting weights and started religiously working out. And then I met Angel and Angel was like, hey, I'll hold some mitts for you and shit like that. Because Angel was a, uh, Angel Rodriguez, shout out my boy. He's at St. Charles in May, their boxing coach now. Uh, he was like, I, I'm from Puerto Rico, blah, 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 blah. blah. I, I'm, I got a box, what do I do? Like cool, so he held mitts for me and stuff. He, we had like f- I don't know eight sessions where he just hold mitts. And then I seen Chris, this dude Chris Heatherly. I love stump. I'm looking over at this dude staring at me one day at the gym, and uh, we get the yacht and back and forth and shit, whatever. And then somehow we become friends. And he's like, "Why well, train him in May?" I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. I, I got a fight coming up." And he's like, "We can come over here and work out with us." And so I went over there, and they did this cardio thing. Is mostly what they did and shit. And we would grab, Chris and I grappled th- three, or, three or four different times. And he was one of the people, too. He was like, you never did this before? I'm like, no, I didn't wrestle in high school. I didn't do anything. But like, I'm astute. I studied, especially when you're at that age, like in the beginning. You, everything, like, it's all I did. I read books. I read everything I could find about jujitsu and stuff. Because I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. So that's, I, did, I, I was there for a little bit, for five classes, six classes. And uh, but I was in great shape. I know mean, I was 30 fucking pounds. I didn't cut no weight for a fight. I, I, I was in the best shape that I had. I was 30 years old at the time. And I was in the best shape I had been and since fucking I was 18, 20 years old. What I didn't realize, though, is I, it's a different type of shape that, anim, that MMA is that you need to take. Uh, I'll let Ray go ahead and talk about his background into that. Ray, uh, let me ask. <clears throat> so when, when you guys agreed to do this fight, what, where did you start training? So after Danny beat me in the backyard, he got me with the guillotine. I was like, I got the idea that we should just fight in the cage. Because basically what it was is I liked Danny. I know Danny liked me. We were friends. We didn't have a problem with our friendship. We just had a competitive nature. So I was like, we should just fight in the cage. We can invite our friends and our family. And the whole process will make us both better. You know, we'll get in shape. There's a lot. Part of the process of a fight is getting ready for the fight. So we got we got in shape. I knew it would be good for us both. So <clears throat> I literally, when I came up with the idea, I knew that Danny was going to say yes. So I'd already started looking at gyms. So I was ready. I knew I was going to uh, train at Steve's Burger Gym. So Burger I, MMA, baby. Burger MMA, yep. So I knew I was going there. We The fight. I guess it was the card that Danny was talking about. I don't remember the card. It felt the first but, one fell through. Well, when I asked you, I was like, "Let's do this." Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Danny probably remembered. He's probably right. I probably kneeled down to him and said, "Let's, let's." Oh, fight. he did too. He kneeled down and whispered, almost like in a low tone voice, "Hey, we for real gonna do this? I, mean, <laughs> I, I want to do this." And what I heard at the time was, "I want to punch you in the fucking face." So, were you guys, were you guys, uh, same weight class? 
we, we weren't far apart. We could have made it. It, it would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Would have worked. When you finally fought, what what weight? Two hundred five. Two hundred five. All right. I was like two hundred two. I was two hundred four when I weighed the day I left my house that day. All right. So so basically, Danny's like nine years younger than me. Yes. And it was like he was touting himself as the jiu-jitsu guy. I had always done karate and kickboxing and all that stuff growing up and wrestled, but I didn't have much familiarity with jiu-jitsu. I didn't know much about jiu-jitsu. I knew wrestling, and I knew how to uh, strike. Very normal for uh, 12 years ago. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yes. Yeah. It, it, it was. So, so I knew he was going to take the fight, and I knew – Basically, in my mind, at that point, I was like, when he says yes, I'm go- he, might be younger, he might be a lot younger than me, but I'm going to outwork him. There's no way that I'm going to get outworked. No way in hell I'm getting outworked here. So I joined the gym the next day, and when he said yes, I was like, peace, I'm out, and I joined the gym, like literally the next day. And I was on it, and I trained my ass We off. still hung out, too. And we still hung out. We still hung out and watched fights yeah. all the way up until, like, I mean, I want to say two months before the fight. I think I invited him over to watch a fight at my house. We got along great. Yeah, but yeah. He, he was like, no. There's I always a little bit of uncomfortableness. Just, yeah, but, but whatever. It's natural. Well, uh, it's just because it's Danny. <laughs> it's just the way it but was. But I, I tried to, I invited him to the fights. It was like two months prior. Maybe it might have even been six weeks prior to the fight. And yeah, he was like, he was honest. And that's what, one of the things I love about Ray, man, is you don't have to, there's no secret what he thinks to where he's coming from because he tells you and he was like man i'm good <laughs> i'm not gonna sit and watch fights with you this close to the fight uh because just a multitude of different things but uh, yeah i'm good on coming over uh and i i was right on no worries and like i'm fucking when i'm talking to him on the phone i'm trying to be nice and shit and i got the phone i'm like man that fucking bitch <laughs> that fucking bitch mother you don't come hang out with me and shit fuck him yeah, it uh, probably hurt worse because he was still cool enough. You know what I mean? Well, I, 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 I like to make things uncomfortable. I like to make things uncomfortable. So if he came over to the house. Well, yeah, but he wasn't uncomfortable. If he came over to the house, though, <laughs> he would have been uncomfortable. <laughs> so I, 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 I was like so happy about that because I knew I wasn't going to be uncomfortable because I've sat. I, I don't give a fuck about that. Whatever. Um, but he was so honest about it that I was, I was mad about his honesty because <laughs> I wanted him to be like, well, I got this going on. Or I got that going on. and I can't make it tonight. But he was like, nah, I'm, I'm good on that, dude. We're not going to go sit and watch these fights tonight. We got one coming up in a few weeks or whatever. I'm going to pass on that. He was so honest what, about it. What was the card or the promotion you fought on? Steve uh, Berger's card. Yeah. It, but it was uh, f- uh, fight uh, geriatric. It was him and Tony Biondo. Tony it, it, yeah, they were the ones that they ran it together and shit. Uh Jerry, it's maybe I think it psych- was Steve's card. It was Steve. Steve was who, is who ran the card, but it was it was the fight promotion was called Geriatric or Jericho Fight something or whatever. Oh, Tony Beyond, yeah, I don't know. Jericho, I, you said maybe it okay. might have been something like that. Because I'm sure it wasn't geriatric. All it I was remember, something like that. All, all right. I remember is I got there and it was outside. Yep. And I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom. Oh, uh, using, uh, the freaking uh, Johnny <laughs> on the spot, and everybody there was for Danny. Everybody. Danny I, had a million friends there. I sold 96 tickets. Yeah. What? And then people that I didn't sell tickets to showed up. I sold 96 tickets to my first fight. Everybody Holy there was fuck. And I was going into Johnny, and I'm thinking his... And these are Hoosier fucking, friends, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, they're all yelling shit at me and doing this <laughs> and that and, and I'm like, I'm going to this Johnny. They're going to fucking tip this fucking thing over. <laughs> oh and I'm peeking, out, I'm peeking out the little slivers because I'm waiting for one of these fuckers to come sneaking up and push me over and this thing. And, but it never happened, but I was on guard for sure. And I remember when we, remember we were looking at each other. You, uh, I think you had like a black tank top on, mm-hmm. and we were looking at each other because we were warming up. 
or not before, not warming up, but like before we got in the cage and we were eyeballing each other. And the whole freaking place is going, Danny Wright, Danny Wright. It was screaming. I was like, I, I, I mean, it was it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. So Everybody we, there was for Danny. We get to the fight. Like it's our time to go in the card and stuff. And uh, I was so excited. Like I had this whole thought process in my mind that when the music hits, I'm gonna wait until this second of the the fucking song before I run out. Before I go out, I had my song edited down so I could do that. See, well, I didn't think it. It's when when it happened, man, I sat, I stood there for half a second, and then I ran to the cage because I mean, anytime Daniel Cormier style. I want to tell all these people in MMA who say uh, street fighting doesn't matter, doesn't prepare you. Y'all are full of shit. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't anything when that music hit. I couldn't wait. I, and I guess there's a nervous thing to it because I couldn't wait to just go. Let's do this. It is time to go fight. So when the music hit, I was my mind immediately went from all right, we're gonna wait till twenty one seconds in or twenty seconds in, whatever it was, to we're going now. And I ran to the case. Like it barely started my song, and I was already up there. And Tim Beeman, who I didn't know at the time, was doing the Vaseline and the rubbing you down when you get in and stuff. And he's like, "Are you ready? Are you okay?" Because Steve Berger had called me previously. I take a step back and was like, "Are you sure that you're gonna do this fight?" Because I had asked for fifty oh, tickets. You, you, yeah, I had asked for fifty tickets out of the gate, and uh, they was just like, because they give them to you on the front. And then you sell them, you bring back money or whatever. And I was like, I want 50 tickets. And Tony Biondo met me at uh, QT. And he was like, I just got to meet the guy who's like getting 50 tickets. And I'm like, yeah, I want, that's what I'm, I'm going to sell tickets like that. And Steve Berger called me. I was like, are you sure that you're going to fight and you're going to show up and be a part of this? And I was like, oh, the living legend, Steve Berger, for two reasons. One, Steve is. Uh, he's a pioneer of fucking MMA. And all the shit that you see today is there's a, Steve has a large part in playing to that. And I had already knew that because I like I'm a stu- I like to read about the history of things, but the second part is I wanted him to know that I'm I'm all about that action, boss. We gonna go, I, fuck yeah, I'm I'm down to do this and I can't wait to do this. So fast forward, we, we get in there and uh, my music had already stopped. I'm in a cage and fucking they're, they they were chanting my name and shit. And here comes Ray. I was thinking I was first. Were you first? Yeah. All right, you might have been first. I don't remember for sure. I might be wrong, but I just remember the place shaking. It was literally shaking Danny right. And there was like was, two two little people off in the corner going, Ray, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do no, it. But, so we, yeah. we get in there for round one though, and the ref's like, uh, you ready? You ready? And I was like, man, we're, we're like circled for two seconds, three seconds, whatever. And I was like, my, I, I remember thinking this in my head, man, fuck it. We're getting ready to touch. And I just like, there was no shot to it or anything, but I bull rushed right at him. Uh, we wrestled across the cage a little bit. I had a, another. I had a guillotine in, and he's going for, I remember that. I was like, <laughs> he thinks he's got this guillotine. And I was sitting. I, I had a guillotine in, and I was like, "This motherfucker's going to tap again." <laughs> and I, literally in my head, I'm thinking this. Uh, so we wrestled around the cage a little bit. Uh, he, he, ended up, he ended up getting a takedown uh, for like a minute, something left in the round. That's what I thought was so interesting because the poor, before the fight, I was the striker, yes. and he was the grappler. And by the time, because you went and learned how to strike, and I went and learned how to grapple. So by the time the fight came around, I was the grappler, and he was the striker. And it, it, it round one ends with Ray on top, whatever. Uh, not, not no real damage. I, you could have called the round however you want. Uh, yeah, it was just control. Yeah, it was just control at the yeah. time. But at the, at the at that time, dude, if the guy's on top for a minute, minute and a half, whatever the hell it was, he, he won the round, uh, and that's how I thought it in my head. Uh, other people didn't think that or whatever, but that's how I thought in my head. I was like, man, that that, that doesn't look good. Round two. Who was in your corner? Dude? Oh, my, my buddy Ray. My friend's, my wife's friend's husband. 
Like I didn't. I like, was no. I didn't know nothing like that, man. We fight. It's what we do. Somebody spray water on your face. Yeah. 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 Right. For the most part. Much. And so round one ends, and I was like, man, that's not good. And round two happens, and uh, it's kind of the same stuff. We were in. A, I remember us being in a clinch. Uh, it was towards the end of the round two, and everybody was like, uh, I, I remember hearing uppercut, uppercut, like fifty times is what it sounded like in my head. And Ray was, and I'm thinking the whole time, I should probably uppercut him. Because we were punching to the body and like in a, a plumped uh, like oh, clinch or whatever. Like no, we were like in the middle. Yeah, it was a lot of dirty boxing is what it was. And but I hear all these people saying uppercut, uppercut, and we're like dirty boxing and stuff. And I'm like, I should probably uppercut him. And then at that moment, as soon as I put the period on the sentence in my head, I I get a big ass uppercut in my face, and I'm like, Oh shit! Ray was listening to. Him. Oh, that's funny because I think the second round was the one you won on like a flurry, and I was so tired. That you hit me, he hit me with like a, I don't know, like two. three, three, yeah. two or three punches in a row. And I was like, I don't even care. I just kept my hands down. I didn't want to protect myself. And I think I went up against the cage and I and was like, I got to get my shit he, together. Yeah, he tied up a real quick after that. Yeah. He, he kind of did that little. It was literally like a second yes. where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. He kind of did that little stinky leg for a minute, yeah. for a second, and then immediately grabbed me back up or whatever. Uh, I thought, that I, so the round ends. And I go over and I sit down though in the fucking in my corner or whatever, and I'm dying like I'm, <gasps> oh my god! I know I'm you so, laid on the floor. Yes, because I was like, oh, he ain't coming back for the third. Oh, uh, but I can't, I ain't, he, I'm this shit's done. No, nah, this ain't done. Wait, between I, rounds I you laid down? I kind of I, I, I laid he back. Crawled, he kind of crawled back to his corner. I was watching everything. I was so tired, but I thought I won round two. And here's what I remember too, though. Mark uh, Botentry, our wrestling coach, he was wrestling coach at the time. Came in between round one. There. He was. He came in. He cornered Ray. He came in between round one and two. And then after round two, though, I remember watching Steve like power march to the fucking cage because Steve thought the same thing I thought. Well, I won round two. Uh, and I don't know that he know that that's what he thought, but that's what it looked like to me. So then I crawl back to my cage though, and I'm like, I'm dying, I can't breathe. And then as Ray talked earlier, as Ray talked a few minutes ago, uh, the crowd uh, started doing the whole Danny Wright thing. And man, I, I probably I sold a gang of tickets. I had a, like it, Ray, it, I'm not trying to like it. Really was like Ray said. And I was sitting there, and I hear hear all these people screaming my name and stuff. And I like the one side of the fucking uh, place. I had sold out almost every ticket on that side, and which is where my corner was at. Mm -hmm. And I remember like standing up, put my hands on the top of the cage, and like I could, I could, I could feel the crowd. Like no, this is not. I could feel them, Danny Wright, and I started bouncing my head like up and down. I was like, all right, we can do this. We can go back out there one more round. We can do this. We got this. We got this. Yeah, that's right. I I seen you crawl over there, and I'm like, he's done. He's done. And Steve never even brought a stool in. No. So I had to stand there. Yeah. And, and Danny's laying on the ground. And I was jealous because I wanted to fucking lay down too. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like um, uh, he's not coming back for the third round. He's not coming back. He's not, he, please don't come back. Just just call it a quits. It's over. Just call it quits. And nope, he popped up for the third round. And I was like, oh, fuck. And here we go. We went at it again and stuff. And it, it was more the same as it was the second dirty boxing. It's just out. I basically, I think there was one point I got, I got a, you got on top. I got a takedown. I got yeah. a takedown. He threw up a bunch of them in, yeah. in like five seconds. And I was, I was so tired. I'm like, oh, man, this, we're going to yeah, get sucked. I seen the look on your face. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck no, this. It, this guy's got some juicy. It, it, it went to panic. Like, <laughs> it, it really did go to panic mode real quick. Because this dude was like throwing my hands, like stuffing my hands in my crouch area and throwing both legs up over the top. I didn't really. I wasn't that advanced in the shit. I knew some basic shit. Yeah, you looked at me like I'm gonna get. Yeah, and out I, of I, here. I immediately got back up and fucking I got out. And uh, what's funny though is uh, Ray talks about what we had done differently. Ray threw this fucking sidekick, and I think it caught me in the upper chest area. Like, but it it, it looked so so 
it looked great. Like it's what you, like movie type shit. Like he threw a sidekick and landed me in the chest, and then I like moved back like five feet all the way up until I hit the cage, and it didn't hurt. But man, did it look like it hurt? Did it look fantastic? Yeah, I had and, good sidekicks. Good, yeah, and good. I, I remember thinking in my head, that fuck, that sucks. That looked really good too. And I, you might actually call me in the chin or whatever. Uh, and then we did some more shit or whatever. And uh, I, don't, I remember how the round ended or ended. Just, oh, you on top? Leg, yeah. You want? Yeah, you shot a double I, leg. I shot a double leg. I gave every every ounce of energy I had to get that double leg. And, and I so, think that's what sealed. So we get to the end of the round, and I say, it's funny though. Like I remember this shit like vividly. I threw my mouthpiece into my fucking into the cage and shit, and I'm like, fuck, because in my mind, that's one. That's two rounds to one. Uh, you you could give it. You could have given me round one because the guillotine, the position we were in, we were there for half the round, but Ray finished on top. So in my mind, he won round one. Uh, and it. it, it Looking back, he was never in like great danger. Even though on the videotape that you can find on YouTube, uh, it looks like it looks like Ray tapped in round one. I don't one. know why the, the round two. You said is the gone video is on YouTube. Just round one. Just round one is on what YouTube. What happened to round two and three? Oh, uh, he to, to, uh, to, fuck. Tony said that the chick he, that he had gotten to uh, record the fight recorded her crotch for most of it. So round one is actually on the interweb. Uh, it used to, all three rounds used to be on there. No, I've never seen. Them. I've never seen them. Oh, I think Some, so. somebody I know recorded them and then fucking they showed it to me at my house one time and when I asked for it like a month later when I asked for it like a, when I asked for it a month later she said that uh, th- uh, that she had re- moved her stuff from one camera to the next and it had gotten deleted mm-hmm. so the only thing I ever seen was our round one and stuff which was I have it at home I, it's just I, not on the internet I think uh, you have it at home yeah, can I, I get it? Of course, <laughs> son of a bitch. But you said care. round yeah. one I is on YouTube. Yeah, round we're one. Gonna, we're gonna have Bobby. Bobby Fax is in the studio with us. He's right, right, right there. Just top. It's right we're, there. See, we're, we're gonna up. we're gonna take a little break and uh, and pull up the video, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll revisit some of this. No. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Danny here. I just want to take a second to tell you about Halsey Roofing and the great people there. Uh, Matt, the president. Uh, I know on a personal level, I'm good friends with him. We go to the fights. Uh, he brings his crew to the fights, man. We sit and talk and you interact with them. You can really tell that they care about uh, the quality of their work as well as their clients. Uh, so if you need new siding, if you need repairs, roof, gutters, whatever you need, man, give the great people at Halsey Roofing a call. So uh, now that we're back or whatever, I believe I'm gonna pick it up right. I think that I just the fight's over. I threw my mouthpiece because uh, I, I lost two to one in my mind. I lost two rounds to one. Uh, so we're standing next to the referee though, and he's like, "Hold on, the ju- or, uh, Tony's like the, the judges are taking some time to tally their their results." And I was like, "That's weird. It's pretty cut and try." And then uh, Tony, like one of the best announcers you'll ever find in any anywhere, was like, "We have a split decision." And I was like, hmm, huh. Uh, I still thought, like, I didn't win. Uh, so they announced it, whatever. They said uh, one get, one judge gave me gave me the fight, two rounds to one, and the other two gave Ray the two rounds to one. Uh, I always wonder back, I, and I've thought this a bunch, if I hadn't thrown my mouthpiece and looked so defeated, would that other judge have gave me that round or whatever? Uh, I don't know. At the, at the moment, I'm going to tell you how I felt at the moment. Ray won. I thought Ray won without a doubt. I thought he won two, round one and three. That they gave that, that he was going to be the victor what of that. What part of round two did you win? Oh, the stanky leg. I didn't go stanky leg. I it, just got tired. Well, it looks a little different. From my viewpoint, it looks like I'm asking you. Fell back against the cage. You fell back against the three. When I hit you with that combo, yeah, you fell back against the cage, and there wasn't really a whole lot of like damage done in the other part of the fight. So 
that that I I felt like because of that reason, I won the round. But maybe not. They might have given me round one. Round one. I, I never even asked what round they gave me or whatever. But when it was over, I thought Ray won. And it wasn't. There was no like. There was no relief that this fight was over or fucking anything. I was like, man, I can't wait to do the next one. Like immediately, I remember Ray came up to me after the fight. And it was starting to get dark at that time, and he it was April tenth, two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, BJ Penn lost to fucking uh, uh, the dude from New York. His, his belt same day. Ally Quinta. No, no, he, no. Wait. He still fought oh, his belt. Frankie, Frankie Edgar. Oh, he lost okay. his. The, and it was a questionable call. That's how I remember it. And it was starting to get dark. Though Ray comes over to me, and he's like, "So what do you think of the fight?" And uh, I was like, "I think he won." And uh, I don't know what he thought at the time, but he didn't look that convinced of it when he said it to me and stuff. But I was like, no, I really think he won. I'm not, like, trying to be nice here. Like, I thought I lost the fight, and you won the fight. But I just remember thinking how I was so, like, all my, like, all these people, there were so many people bought tickets for me that, like, the people Ray's not didn't hit on or know that wanted to see me get beat up. Like, there's, I, I sold tickets to, like, 30 people. They probably wanted to see me get my ass whooped and as shit. As far as your crew, I'll tell you, tell your crew. If you want to know your boy. Go ahead. All right. So when I got there, every one of them rode my ass, tried to make me as uncomfortable as as possible, which is all good. After the fight, it was all done and over with. Everybody but one guy was totally nice to me. And I don't even remember the guy's name, but there was one guy. I even seen him, at I think, at Mike's house one time. And you were like, yeah, this guy's coming asshole. I don't remember his name. But everybody, everybody in your crew was super nice to me after that. You also. Like, that just shows how good of a person you were because, to be honest with you, if you would have beat me, I don't know. I don't know that I could have been a bigger, as big of a person as you you are. First of all, don't tell people that. We'll keep that between us. Uh, second of all, no, nah, man. It's the truth. It's I, I get that very, part. I get that part hard. of it. But what you did for my life, especially looking back now that I'm 41 years old and I look back at the last 11 years, like even the show today, this podcast that we do, not just this episode, but the show that we do, it's all like derived and based in in, in, in May. What I did, like I'm getting all goosebumps and chilly inside. I hope I don't start crying like a bitch. But like it's all based. I hope you do. I hope I don't. Like you, can, I'm, I'm starting to work up we'll here. Both cry. Oh, man, uh, citrus. <laughs> I call it the citrus. But, but that 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 day, that moment was fucking something that my whole life changed that day. I can't explain it to people. I'll, I'll never I'll never be able to quantify and put it into words what Ray has done for my life. And we, we've remained friends for uh, to this day. I, I, he's sitting here with us talking. Uh, we still watch fights together. I come to his house. We go to Mike Becker's house. Uh, I, his kids. I fucking know his kids. He's been in my kids' football game. Uh, like, a lifelong we're, friend. I'm great friends because like, because of fucking fighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I choked him out one time. Well, it's uh, it's whether <laughs> whether it be fighting or anything else that you put on, you put yourself on the line to do, and then that's that's that whole thing about failure. I told my and wife, and then and then it it builds so much uh, character in somebody. So it was like when it was, it was all going down. I told my wife, I had just got done playing football. I tore my knees up. I tore uh, my ACL twice. How many surgeries early. have you had? Well, I tore my ACL twice, one in each knee, separate, separate injuries, had them replaced, and then tore them both again. And I was without ACLs um, at the time of the fight. So, you know, when people hear fights, they hear like, okay, you had one fight. No, you have like 50 fights before the gym, I mean, before the actual yep. fight in the gym. So every time I would go to the gym, there's always this risk of my knee going out, you know, this and that. And my wife was like, you know, I have two kids. Two little kids. I gotta work. If I if I can't if I get hurt, I can't work. I can't pay for my kids. 
It made literally no sense. And she's like, why are you risking getting hurt uh, to fight? Where you're not going to the UFC. None of this stuff is going to go anywhere. It made zero sense. And I said, I know that this is going to work out. I cannot tell you how it's going to work out. I just know in my heart this is going to be, this is going to work out some way, some way good. And you're and now like she's going to listen to the show back. And I freaking told you so. <laughs> it was going to work out, and it's worked out so much better than anything that anybody could ever imagine. I, I don't want to speak for Ray, but I, I, I'm going to a little bit here. Our lives are so different based on one night. Yeah. Uh, and and I'll take it all the way back to the, the very beginning. Based on fucking watching fights together at MMA, we had a common bond. And then I, I, the fate, maybe there is like this thing that has things in the universe that they go this way because. Because like Ray said, maybe he wouldn't have been able to be that guy. I lost that night. If, if I had thought I won, maybe I wouldn't have been that way. Uh, but I, 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 I thought I lost that night. I thought Ray, Ray was respectful the whole time. Uh, like I said, he, he, we hung out all the way up until like six weeks beforehand. Uh, he been nothing but a class act ever since. Like, uh, and I will take credit for one thing with Ray. Uh, he's always been an intense individual, and he still is for a, a large extent to this day. But I think that I have lightened him up and made him uh, not as intense because I don't know if y'all met me. I fucking clown all the goddamn time. I make inappropriate jokes. I make kind of like laugh. I try to laugh about everything in life. Um, so. What Ray gave back, to, what Ray gave to me, I could never repay back, ever. I, I promise you, because I wasn't going to ask him to fight. I mean, we'll fight in the basement. We'll fight out in the street. Uh, That's the part that I didn't want because it was like if we would have done that, we wouldn't have been friends. No, we wouldn't yeah, have. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to, I the way we that we had a good friendship. The way that we both handled the situation, uh, it it takes two to do everything that a couple does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm grateful and thankful for our friendship. Uh, I'm grateful for our fight. For every, every, by the way, Ray is 11 years older than me, nine years older than me. One of those somewhere in there. Uh, I'm fi- I'm 41. I'm 49, so I'll be 50 in a couple months. There you go. So that that's the, the age discrepancy between us. I was 30 years old, out of shape, but I got in shape quickly and fucking felt great. Uh, this I mean, everything just worked out. You brought the best out, out of, of each other in life. In life going forward too, though. That's the part that that I, man like. That I think I don't understand it. I want people to to take that with you, and not about our story, but for things that you can find in your situation, in your relationships, in your friendships, in life. Like, if I had one man, I've had one friend to ever meet in life. If I had to go back and the big guy upstairs or whatever was like, you get one. Like for me, it would be Ray, because man, I was like on a dis, I was still on this destructive path from my fucking youth, and I'm 30 at this time, 27 at the time, and uh. I'm still doing destructive shit all the time. Still getting fucking into bar fights. Still doing just this crazy dumb shit. And long comes Ray, like the knight in shining armor. To me, this, this like we talk about the respect of the whole fight from how we see it. This is how I, how my life was. And then this dude comes along and changed my whole fucking life by asking me to do what I've already been doing for fucking twenty years. It's fighting. Let, hey, let's get into a fight. Let's do this. The way that all of it played out and it happened, I'm I, I'm so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a win-win for sure, no doubt about it. That's uh, that's awesome to hear about uh, Danny's first fight here for the first time on the right line. And Ray's. And and Ray's, too. Yep. Ray Norris and Danny Wright. Uh, hey, guys, what do you think about playing a game of Rotten Tomatoes? Okay. I say it's, I say it's number three time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go into Rotten Tomatoes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> hey, um, 
for those of you who don't know what Rotten Tomatoes is, it's where Lane gives us a movie and we guess the critic's score. Guess the critic's score. And most all of the time, the critic is wrong. <laughs> so 100 is good, right? It goes from 0 to 100. Yeah, it's six, 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 65 is, if it's under 65, it was rotten. If it's over 65, it was, uh, whatever they call it, golden or good. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah, it was 0 to 100. Zero to a hundred, and uh, if you hit it on the nose, you deduct five points. There's um, only been one time, one time ever, that anyone has hit it on the nose. Do we know who that individual is? Hold on one second while we look through. The, it's me. Uh, <clears throat> should 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 we have? Uh, should, no, Bob. He's he, right. he's having a hard time. So, I, his so pants. I'm gonna I'm gonna host Rotten Tomatoes this week, <laughs> and uh, in honor of our descent into the dark and dismal, uh, long and hard winter season. Uh, today's Rotten Tomatoes will be featuring movies in the cold. So uh, <clears throat> I will start today uh, with uh, a movie, a cold movie that uh, very, very cold, very uh, a lot of ice in this movie. <laughs> Phil, uh, a weatherman, is out to cover an annual emergence of the groundhog from its hole. He gets caught in a blizzard that he didn't predict and finds himself trapped in a time warp. He is doomed to relive the same day over and over again until he gets it right. Uh, Groundhog Day. Phil is Bill Murray, yep. and this movie is Groundhog Day. It's right at Ray's Alley. Why is that? That's uh, the older movie. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it was, came out in 1993, directed by Harold Ramis, uh, Bill Murray's... Uh, uh, yes, uh, co-actor in uh, Ghostbusters. That's right. Uh, the late, great Harold Ramis, uh, also starring uh, Bill Murray's brother. He's got a brother? Yeah, he has a brother. forgot his name. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Groundhog Day. Thoughts? It's Bill Murray, so I'm going to assume that the critics didn't like it very much. But it, it is a, it's a cult movie. That, I mean, they still show it. I got you like a goddamn fucking paper over here miming to me. It's Groundhog Day. No, you're saying cult? It's, it's got a cult following. Mm, okay. Uh, Groundhog, you never heard of Groundhog's Day? I ain't never even seen no, it when I still I, heard of it. Yeah, I know. I've heard of it. I just didn't know the cult part. Cult following, which means there's like a certain group of people that watch it every year on TBS at $35.95. Yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. Oh, is it? Is it like the Christmas story of a little, Groundhog it, a little Day? Bit, a little bit. Okay. Bit, but like you ever seen Scrooge? He's got a couple of those movies. You ever seen Scrooge? Yeah, Scrooge is good. Yeah, it's another one of those cult following movies he has where people don't really. Bill Murray's know. just you just laugh by looking at him. I, I watched. The oh, movie. he's the ugliest funny I, dude ever. I, I watched. I watched. Um, he reminds me of you. I, I watched uh, Wild Things the other day. Wild Things. You don't know Wild Things? It has. Um, wow, you should be looking this up right now, but you're not, motherfucker. It's uh, ah uh, shit. It's got uh Matt. Uh, fucking Dylan. Oh, Damon? Yeah, Dylan. Dylan. Uh, Matt Dylan and uh, uh, Nev Campbell and. Uh, are you Are you a Matt Dylan fan? Yeah, that guy's great. Oh, no, yeah, that guy's I'm, I'm, awesome. He just looks like no. He's not. What's he been in? He's been great. Drugstore know. cowboy. He reminds me of Bruce Campbell. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Who the What's fuck is? Saving Private Ryan's pretty good. <laughs> what the fuck's that got to do with this? Isn't he in, in that? Oh, I don't know. Is he? I, I never seen Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I just know the that's premise good. to it. So, so Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go seventy. Hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, since you're bringing it up, I'm gonna go lowball and go fifty. That's that's uh, that's good scores. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. 
You said 70, Danny? I said I, I, I said 52. <laughs> you said 70? All right. See, Groundhog Day is fresh at 96%. Ooh. Get the fuck out of here. It's a great movie. I, I know, but I didn't think that like, the critics were going to think it was that great. 96%. 96. Or 96, for real? And Save Me Private Ryan got a 93 Saving Private Ryan got a 93, and fucking Groundhog's Day got a 96. There's probably a more diverse cast in uh, Groundhog Day. You know how the critics work. The critics are fucking retarded You gotta factor sometimes. all this stuff in. Hey, unless you're, unless you're talking about our show, and then I appreciate you, and I love you critics out there. Thank you very much for being all the work that you do. It's hard. 96. Uh, for our second movie, uh, when their kingdom becomes trapped in perpetual winter, oh, fearless Anna... Joins forces with Mountaineer Kristoff Mountaineer and his reindeer sidekick to find oh, Anna's wow. sister, Snow Queen Elsa, and is this fucking break her Age icy spell? Oh, this is Elsa. Al- although frozen, although frozen, ep- epic journey leads them to encounters with mythical trolls, a comedic snowman, harsh conditions. And magic at every turn. You're a little better than Anna Steven. and Kristoff bravely push onward in a race to save their kingdom from winter's cold grip. The movie is frozen. Hey, Bobby, did you see when I started talking shit to him? He actually got better at reading. When I compared him to Steven, he actually, like, his, his level went up a little bit and he read it straight through without fucking stumbling over his words. Way to go, Danny. I'm going to take credit for that. The movie came out in uh, 2014. You go first this time, Mr. Norris. Hey, do you know, fun fact. Ray Norris's uncle is Chuck Norris. Go ahead, Ray. It is? Yeah, that's what we tell people. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes tell them that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what? You're supposed to give the score. Oh, uh, Frozen. Uh, they're probably going to give it a high score, even though I've never seen it. So, like, I don't know, 93. No. See, you're lying because I, I see guys. Here's the issue. Sometimes I promise you, I wrote mine down previously ahead of time, and uh, I've never seen this either. Even though I have small kids because I make them watch MMA and uh, basketball and football, I don't watch what they want to. I've never done that. I gave it a 93 as well, and I wrote it down too, Ray or uh, Lane. All oh. right, 93 from both of you guys. Let's see. Uh, Frozen is certified fresh at 90. 90. Pretty good. Good guess, guys. So, guys, if you're paying attention and you can add kind of, I'm up by quite a bit. In our uh, (coughs) third film today. Third film today? You had Ray Norris here and you picked fucking Frozen as a movie. I was kind of thinking the same thing. (laughs) In this feature film based on the hit animated series, third graders of South Park sneak into a rated R film by ultra-vulgar Canadian television personalities Terrence and Philip. And emerge with expanded vocabularies that leave their parents and teachers scandalized. When outraged Americans try to censor the film, the controversy becomes a call to war with Canada. And Terrence and Philip end up on death row with only the kids left to save them. This rated R cartoon movie that came out in 2006 is South Park. Uh, the movie. South Park, the movie. I'm going to give this because... Uh I would assume the critics hate South Park, man. Even though it's fucking one of the most awesome, fantastically funny fucking cartoons in history. I'm going to say the critics hated this and gave it a 40. Uh, Let's see. I'll give it a... uh, Yeah, I'm going to give it like a 65. 
Ray thinks it's not rotten. Say say it into the microphone this time for me. Sixty five. All right, sixty five. All right. Uh, let's see. South Park <laughs> is certified fresh at eighty percent. Mm. Well, son of a bitch. Uh, I, I I don't know if you know this, but somehow these guys get a pass. Okay, like like. Obviously, oh, I, no, I get it now. I do get it. I wish you'd have thought, said this beforehand. I'm it's not gonna tell they you vote Democrat, shit. they vote Democrat. No, that's why they get I don't think that they do. Oh, I think they do. No, Matt Stone's quote was, uh, it's punk rock now to be Republican, to be conservative. I know, that but, was he, his quote. but he think, but he personally is a that, that's why. No, because they're rubbing elbows and touching kids and shit up there with the rest of the Hollywood fuck sticks. You know, they ate acid at uh, the first Oscars that they went to. You know they Don't you love that about them? Tell me about Bobby Fax over here. Bobby Fax. Over here. He's like, chimed up I know he said. Yeah, that's the first thing he said all night. They they did eat acid, man. I know it too, dude. Yeah, far out. He heard acid. Tell me you didn't think he was gonna say ass when he said they ate. I thought for sure he was like, whoa. I know. They ate ass when they went to the fucking first Grammys. That's exactly what I heard too. Took a little while for that D to come. Back. I know. <laughs> That's what Bobby said too. He said, "But I got it." <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> All right. All right. Our next movie, outdoor thriller in which a former mountaineer, mountain rescuer, is pitted against a group of criminals who have lost their 100 million dollar stash during a plane crash in the Rocky Mountains. After being persuaded to help rescue a group of stranded hikers. He discovers that they are, in fact, a gang of violent robbers who need help to locate their missing loot. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have Ray Norris in here, a wise warrior MMA today. And guess what we're going to have on Rotten Tomatoes? Gay-ass movies. What uh, was the movie again? The movie's Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone. Like I don't think this movie's gay he, at he, all. He gave, you, he gave you a Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh, okay. Cliffhanger. Uh, it's Ray's turn to go first. <laughs> All right. Guessing on the Rotten Tomato score. Uh, movie came out in 2000. Um, did, did first of all, did either one of you see it? I, I mean, thoughts. It. I mean, you said it was gay. Well, you just you think it. this movie's gay? No, I think you picked it, so it's gay. I, I, don't, <laughs> I never seen the fucking movie. It's you never saw Cliffhanger. I, I, yes, I have the DVD the, or the VHS my dad had. Okay. No, I never watched it. You're, you're mountain climbing. He's like, and one time he's hanging. I seen the clip where he's hanging from the scene with one arm and shit, so they could show off his whole fucking delt his, and bicep and his tricep. Baney ass, fucking yeah, uh, your steroid using ass. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't watch. That guy it. is aesthetic, my man. That guy's not aesthetic. Well, do you he's think fucking... he would have made a good stripper, Ray? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know. That's not gay to ask, is it? No, I don't know why it would be gay, but no. but you're not having the fucking movies ex- like geared towards motherfucking wise warrior man Ray Norris is gay as shit. Go ahead, Ray. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's See, say 65. 65. He said 65, 65 again. last time. <laughs> I'm going to go 69. That's gay. Cause, <laughs> all right. Cliffhanger is certified fresh. It's 67%. Ooh, who's Man, closer? this is the closest game ever of Rotten Tomatoes. Two? Yeah. That's yeah. a tie, right? All right. That's a tie, Man. bitches. That one is a tie. Man, well, right, we've been drinking and punched in the head for quite a few times, so That's we got one. Good. Yeah, we got one more. Last one. Come on. And we know that I don't really care about winning, guys. I, I'm really not trying to win today, but I mean, if it happens, I do have a speech prepared. <laughs> After climatologist Jake Hall, who is Dennis go. Quaid, <laughs> is largely ignored by UN officials when presenting his environmental concerns, his researchers prove 
His research proves true when an enormous superstorm develops, setting off catastrophic natural disasters throughout the world. Trying to get his son, Sam, who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who is trapped in New York with his friend Laura and others, Jack and his crew must travel by foot from Philadelphia, braving the elements to get to Sam before it's too late. The movie came out in 2004. The movie is The Day After Tomorrow. I've seen this movie, actually. Oh. How gay? Scale of one to the gay? <laughs> We're changing the game. I think it was like three. Right. Uh, I think it was like, I thought the movie was actually good, but I'm going to say the critics didn't like this. Uh, so I'm going to give it, oh, this is the fifth one. This is the final, ain't it? Son of a bitch. Day after tomorrow is going to be 70. Ray, do you have thoughts about this movie? You've seen it uh, with us. Uh, owner of Wise Warriors MMA, undefeated MMA fighter, DJ, male stripper. Um, hey, uh, I, let me start with uh, let me start with you, Ray. Uh, proper twelve. Okay. Thoughts. Uh, MMA uh, Ray legend Conor McGregor. Legend. Yes. Ray looked at you like you. Kind of. My thoughts on what? Bot, uh, his whiskey. Yeah. Proper twelve. Anything. Care. Danny, <laughs> Danny, thoughts, proper twelve. Uh, the man who made it is a clown, a fucking clown. Who the fuck is that guy? You're a fucking clown. That's that's my thoughts on proper twelve. Conor McGregor is a fucking clown. He had the perfect fight picked for him when he took the 155 belt. The little short motherfucker Eddie Alvarez was tailor made for him. It was like uh, it was more tailor made than GSP taking on Michael Bisbing. Like it was. Who else is he beating in 155? Who else is Conor beating in 155? Nobody. Conor McGregor is just like his fucking whiskey. Eh. Conor McGregor is awesome. His whiskey, I don't give a shit about. But, yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor, I love Conor McGregor. I don't know if you know, um, uh, Dustin Poirier just uh, started his own brand. It's called... A whiskey? Yeah, whiskey. Oh, wow. It's called Rare Stash, something like that. No, the only thing I heard about Dustin Uh, is he was struggling Jorge Masvidal has a uh, tequila. Now, Jorge, I would like to fucking party with. Yeah. I did party with him. I'd party with any Son of a bitch. Uh, let's see. Dustin's Danny. probably not that fun, though. Danny. No, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> Danny, Henry Cejudo. Oh, man. I, creeper. He just, he tries to do this wrestling, this like this uh, Chael Sonnen, Brock Lesnar type wrestling persona thing and stuff, and it just doesn't work for him. It's like, horrible. Yes, those guys. Just shut the fuck up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Those guys are, are <laughs> like, that, that's part of their natural personality. Uh, especially like like Chael's a talker, man. Uh, Brock Lesnar just uses his size and he he works well with what he has. Henry is just it's it's awkward to watch. It's not who he really is. Okay, uh, Ray, thoughts is Henry Sudo. I can talk now. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna beat me up. <laughs> oh, trust me, he's thought about it. I I I, I believe it. Keep I need to quit feeding him vodka. <laughs> All right, uh, thoughts on Henry Sudo. Yeah, I wish he'd just shut up. His fighting is good. He's talented, but just shut up. And never forget. And when he said he's retired, I don't think I've never been more happy to hear <laughs> a guy that retired. Well, speaking of that, he's uh, he might be stepping in for the injured uh, Max Holloway. If he, if Max he Holloway, talk, I didn't know that. I'm a fan. It was uh, never, today or yesterday. He's 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 injured. He's out of the title fight with Volkanov. So he's he's going to beat Volkanov. Yes. Yeah, he, I, he's wrestling is like so. You can add to your thoughts on Henry Cejudo that it, he's amazing. His extra, he's yeah, great, his great fighting, great his wrestling is extra, yeah. is world class. Uh, he don't ever forget he beat T.J. Dillashaw when T.J. Dillashaw was doping. Would you want to see that fight? 
Me? Cejudo versus Volkanovski. Hey, guys, I'm going to say something that's I not... I watch the fight, but I don't want to watch any of the promo. I, 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 watch, I watch it with my friends, but I don't really care about those little bitty guys like that. I like Max Holloway, but those two are like two foot tall. Like, I'm not... Isn't Shut it up. fun to watch the, the, the two the two different shapes of guys, though? So it's like there's the rangy, high-volume uh, Holloway versus the, sh- the short uh, guy who's got to get in on him, Volkanovski. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt those I think, two. I think it's... I'm going to punt Volkanovski. Yeah, but how, but it's not fun. To, it's not fun to watch how how the how uh how they they get to you no, know. No, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, yes, they're they're great fighters, and when you break down their technique, it is fantastic to watch and to learn from. Does it get me excited and get me moving and shit? No, because I fucking drop kick shit out of both of them. <laughs> um, Ray. Yes. CNN thoughts. <laughs> CNN. Oh. Horrible. Just anything? Just everything uh, they say what comes to your lie. mind when I say CNN? Everything they say is a lie. Say it into the microphone. Everything <laughs> they say is a lie. Uh, what I think of is uh, I think of Ray because I don't know what I don't watch CNN and I don't really watch TV like that. So I, I, are they left or right? Well, have you ever been to an airport? Yeah, <laughs> that's all I they've mean, got on. I, oh, I don't watch I don't it. See how you you watch those guys? I don't see how you look at their face and you hear the words coming out of their mouth. And there, there's any authenticity in there at all? Oh, yeah. How do you see that? Those guys are so full of shit and cheese. So I'm assuming they're for the left. They're just for yeah. The, I guess the far left. I, like, I don't, like I'm, I'm trying to get. Why, kind of, I really have to be. Right I genuinely left. like when you, Lane. When I tell you on this show that I don't watch people talk politics. And oh, no, shit. no, no. What you're saying is you don't have cable. All right, no, let me tell you. I have cable. All right, and I, I don't watch that bullshit. <laughs> right. I literally because I don't. I don't have to consume it. Yeah. No. No. Uh, C, CNN is is very clearly. Um, it's a left. Know. It's a left. This isn't my. my you're segment. very clearly, and then you stop. So it's got to be very clearly or not. So they're On the, the left. left. Okay, but they're like the far left. Far, 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 far Pretty left. Far. All right. Well, they're retarded then, because I've, I've met those type of people, and uh, you guys got to get your shit together. All right. I was an independent Democrat or left leaning, and now you guys make me fucking just upset at all the dumb shit you guys say. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> Ray, uh, the St. Louis uh, soccer team, the new MLS team. I don't uh, talk soccer. They they have a new <laughs> new head coach, Bradley uh, Carnell. Thoughts? Nothing. Danny. Okay, I would love to tell you about <laughs> soccer actually, since you bring it up. All right, go ahead. Okay. Grass berries. Yeah, I mean. If out of all the sports on the planet, soccer has to be one of the lowest. I hope Mike Pecker's listening, because like hey, back, back right, here's the, here's the definition of a man sport and a and a non a man sport. Okay, when you have a ball, two. Okay, well, we're talking like that. Okay. Ball, okay. When you have to play the ball, wrong. When you have to look at the ball, if the guy jukes the ball left and you move left. Not cool. When when you play the body, like hockey, you play the body. The guy can move the puck left, right, do whatever. You just hit the body, okay? Football. He can move the ball up and down, all around, all anywhere you want. You hit the body. Soccer, the guy moves the ball to the left. You move to the left. I've you don't never play heard the that. body. That's you so play the ball. So what I don't understand that's, that's is nice. how can awful. you not appreciate what they do with that ball, though? The the First of all, it's the, hard. the, the, the uh, stamina and the athleticism and it takes to do that. Because I, I played indoor soccer for three years, not because I like it was something I liked. My buddies played, so I played with them. I respect so much more of it afterwards, but I, it's not like a, I'm not trying to be no soccer player, and I think they dive too much and shit, but I can respect their athleticism well, for I, it. I don't hate them, but I just, like, on the scale of sports, 
Soccer's like, in my oh. opinion, the lowest. Yeah, no, it's a once every four years we watch it. Uh, Danny, uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I love that guy. I, I, all you people who thought he was crazy. Mm-hmm. He don't look so crazy now, does What's he? What's he crazy about? Oh, all his conspiracy ass theories. He said some like such as he said some off the wall shit that's like, actually turned out to be true. And I don't remember that shit. I watched Joe Rogan. So so fucking. I just remember I mean, the only thing that they beat like Joe, Joe Rogan banned him yeah. one time. No, it was a few different things. Joe Rogan kicked him off his show and said he couldn't. They have were him like back. best friends. Back yeah, and then that. Joe Rogan said no, you can't come back. And then with the shit because Alex just goes too far with it sometimes, according to Joe he Rogan. Does. But Joe Rogan was like, all the shit that he said turned out to be true. So how can you cancel him now? So uh. Yeah, I don't, it's a, it's a media type thing. Go ahead, uh, Ray, mm-hmm. Alex, Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. I mean, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. If you listen to the guy and you hear his history and you hear like the big picture, if you hear the big picture, his big picture plan is pretty much on. If you want to go into the little nitty gritty like uh, current affair kind of things like that, like that school shooting thing, he said some shit. That that's what he got sued for. Yeah, yeah, that's what he. And he was probably wrong for that, for the way he, he. I think he admits it at now too, doesn't he? I don't know. I'm I don't, pretty sure he I does. I honestly don't watch him that much. I've I've watched him in the past, um, but I don't really listen to him too much nowadays. But the, his big picture is right on the money. If you look at the little thing, like the school thing, yeah, he was he was out of line on the school thing. I'll say one last thing but before before Lane makes his, his move big on. Picture. Uh, that's not a little thing, though. When you tell people that their kids have been, like, it's fake and they haven't been murdered or shot or whatever, that's not a little thing. But I'm pretty sure that Alex has uh, since apologized and said he was wrong for it. I'm not sure our but, fact checker's but, out but of it, you, though. But you know. You I don't know, know if CNN retracts many of theirs. Oh, they probably don't. They never <laughs> probably <do>. not. <laughs> But you know what he was saying, though. You get the big picture of what he was saying. Do you they're know trying to they're saying? trying to use anything and everything to fucking suppress guns because they want to get rid of guns. That's what the surmise I took from it. Am I wrong with that? Like they used it they, as they like want to ban. They want to yes. They use that murder or that that mass shooting as a way to ban guns. Oh okay. yes, it's a, okay. Like a, and and they, they, they I'm not yeah, really familiar with flag. that, but I have heard no, of that because they do do shit like that. Anytime that. Uh, and you know how they do mass shootings? I think it's only like three or four people. So if I like do a drive-by at your house and I kill four of you, that's a mass shooting. Oh, we got the fact check up. All right, good job. Fucking Bobby Smokes. You guys are really doing fact check? We, oh, we, we, do normally, we normally do. We, we, we had a fact check. Move. Oh, you look it up. Uh, just, what's it say? I don't Danny. Know, I can see it. Danny. What? Um, The podcast goat. Oh, I mean, is that a question? Uh, it's Joe. Joe Rogan. It's Joe, baby. Well, I mean, he might be second because Joe, we're coming. Can you can you hear me, Joe? Can you see me, Joe? Can you see me now, Joe? Ray, yes. podcast goat. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Hey, Ray, wrong well, answer. Well, actually, okay, all right, all right. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you're going here. Correct answer. All right, Mark Passio. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the fucking correct answer. Move on. Well, I don't know what's best. I don't know. No, what's I don't. Best? The right lane. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we got to define a little bit better what's best. Best is like what no, do you think is best? No, I didn't say I didn't say the most widely like giving out information, giving out critical. Like, yeah, if, if you have something to offer, oh, no, that, to the... that, that is definitely not this show. All we're trying to do is give you some kind of information and make you laugh. Okay, and well, we fail at both what's of those best? attempts quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing great. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Danny, make you laugh and entertainment. Yeah, Danny. I'm down. Danny, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, a, a man, 
Hey, B, man, come on, man. You make me look like a fucking fuckstick. All this shit, I'm defending you on air, and I'm talking about if they kept your money from you, if they made you play with a fucking injury, blah, 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 blah. And then I got fucking Lane Stick over here talking shit. He's texting me on my, like, first thing, 2 o'clock in the morning shit, 3 o'clock in the morning. Ah, your boy's a fucking idiot. Sending me all these fucking articles. Antonio Brown, get your shit together. Uh, Ray, do you have thoughts on Antonio Brown? No. Oh, see the guy that just ran off? Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know enough. I think right. it's, I don't know. I don't uh, Ray, the loop trolley. I don't care. No thoughts? Uh, Danny? It, the government's funding it, right? The government. The federal government gave $37 million to it. Yeah. Uh, for, for, um, uh, for, for that vision. To make somebody rich. For that, for that vision, um, you know, but, uh, it was, it was maybe misguided. I don't know. No thoughts? I mean, the federal government. The, 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 the thing is that the, the federal government right now is asking for the money back. They're, they're literally saying that by June 7th or something, hey, they, they need the money back. No, but Sam. by the end of uh, February, we need a plan to do something with it, or they need the money back. $37 oh, so million. Got, dollars. Oh, yeah, so Dig yeah. up all the tracks. Uh, no, the the so entire was this, project was probably Was this part million. of their original idea? Like, see, I don't know that much about it, so I can't comment. I don't know if this was a part of your original idea, though, that uh, they had to do this, this, and that, and they don't meet these fucking uh, quotas or these deadlines, these timelines, then, take our mo- then they get their money back. But Uncle Sam, you know why Uncle Sam wants their money back now, though? Lane, you know why Uncle Sam wants their money back now, though? Because we just beat fucking Stan Kroenke in the NFL. That's the only reason why they want their money back. Because they was like, oh, St. Louis just got a little jackpot. Let's go get our shit. Yeah, there's more nice to play thought. than what's... Nice yeah. Thought. Yeah, that's what's... That, Fuck you, Uncle Sam. KSDK, uh, I tell you. That's for sure. Ray? Yes. Uh, the St. Louis MMA GOAT. Hmm. Oh, boy. Mm. Yes, people are listening. Tyrone Woodley. I mean, yeah. I mean, Tyrone Woodley. All right, now it's my turn. Two things. One, Ray, we've met off li- off air and stuff. I know that it's not I'm what you think. Of, my mind. I, that's I know that it's not what you think of Tyrone Woodley because there's only one person in our group that likes Tyrone Woodley, and that is me. Uh, secondly, oh, Sean Woodson, without a doubt, right now, you can hold a belt. You can be whatever you, whatever the the. The people out there tell you, the media tells you, the, the league organization tells you, Sean Woodson is beating Tyrone Woodley. His skill set, his repertoire, his fucking... I'm he's an he's actual, the next level. He's you know, an actual like, fighter. Like, Sean Woodson's a legit... And, and I love Tyrone Woodley. I, I mean, I, I promise you, I do. I met the dude twice. Great guy. I fucking wish nothing but the best for him. Sean Woodson is the best guy, skill set-wise, to come out of St. Louis ever. I haven't looked at him that much, but... I mean, it's the next breed. Every you know, every right. five six years, you get the the skill set goes up. I mean, he's the next level, so it's hard to compare. But Tyrone Woodley was a freaking monster on his way up. No, he was. And if Sean Woodson hits the top, he gets all the money, gets a big payday. After after that, then you could compare him. But before that, Tyrone Woodley was a freaking killer on his way up. You get money. And you get happy. It's hard to be starts, hungry sleeping changes. on satin sheets, baby. It's, exactly. It changes things. So if you get Woodson to that point and he, you know, he doesn't. Hey, all you UFC fighters out there who claiming you're a fighter, stop ducking my boy. Sign that contract. Go call him out. I think he's great. I, I think it's awesome. But, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And he hasn't done that yet. Stop ducking him. Stop diving. Danny, Danny, UFC 270, Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gain. Uh, I, I go back and forth to this today, uh, Ngannou, Ngannou, Gain. When they did that fucking they, his uh, camp released that video and it made fucking Ngannou look bad, and then Gain uh, 
told the, the the actual real story or whatever and how it, made, it did make Engano look bad and that's what it was designed designed to do. I thought two things. One, he's so secure in himself that it was okay to let people know that it, it was cut and edited to make him look bad. Or two, there's a whole other beast coming. There's a whole other beast coming. And when I, when I listen to the man from Africa, there's a whole other beast coming, baby. Ain't nobody wants them hands. I don't care if your name's Tyson Fury. If we got them MMA gloves on, you're going to go to sleep. Ain't that right, Bobby? Right. You and him going to be laying right next to each other. Uh, Nganu and Cyril Gain, uh, UFC 270. Nganu, I think, is going to win it. He out-wrestled. Who did he just fight? Hey, Stipe. He didn't get taken down Stipe. by Stipe. He, and, he, and he took him down. So, I don't know. It's one of those, it's one of those deals where, like, you could be a fighter and get better every fight. Or you can be a fighter and be the same guy as your last He's gotten fight. better. And he's gotten better. And I don't know. We'll have to see with the other guy. Maybe the other guy's getting better, too. You never know. But Nope. Cause if you don't, if you don't, don't have any setbacks so. or any fucking trials or tribulations, mm-hmm. you, there's no need to change. There's no desire. There's no want to. There's no nothing. And that guy, has that guy, he steamrolled every... And I predicted him in Black Beast ending the exact round in the exact way it did. Because he... There's nothing. What has made him change? Because he's got this little dance and this little cadence that he does to his shit where he bounces back and forth. People, you can't see me now, but that's what I'm doing. That's going to change when bombs are being thrown at you from a guy that's taller than you, stronger than you, bigger than you, and can, and has cardio. If he, if he hits you once, it's, it's over. It's going to be real problems. Ray's boy, Alistair Overeem, still hasn't woke up. I, uh, is my boy? I, today he is. I disagree with both of <laughs> you guys. Yeah, but, you can disagree all you want. Uh, Jake Collier's fighting um, uh, next weekend. Um, versus Chase Sherman. Ray and I both have uh, trained with Jake. Uh, Jake is is a, the epitome of fighter at whatever weight class at one eighty five, two hundred five, heavyweight, whatever. Like the dude is uh, from say or from Cuba, Missouri. Uh, if you was to, to to mentally build a fighter, it'd be Jake. So I always believe Jake's gonna win when he fights. He he accidentally knocked out my wrestling coach one time, boxing, Mark. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was just a little hook. <laughs> yeah. Mark, yes, that's exactly what it looked like. I love you, Mark, by the way. Uh, yeah, me too. But Jake Jake is a fucking, is, is the man. I, I Nothing but love and respect Ray, for Jake. Uh, Jake Collier uh, fighting next weekend versus Chase Sherman. Thoughts? I haven't looked up the Chase guy. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I'm going with Jake. Jake's a man. Love Jake. <clears throat> You know, I don't when you I, train with guys, you, you just have. And like, I, I don't know what Ray did when they sparred, but I just ran the whole time. I've never. I've never done stand up with Jake. Oh. I rolled with Jake, but See, I've never done stand up. I, I was I was scared. I'm not gonna lie. It's we, funny because when you go on uh, MMAJunkie.com, they have him listed because I looked it up earlier. He's he's Jake Collier with an O, and it's some middleweight fighter. They have it listed. He him. was a middleweight fighter. He, he middleweight. fought at 185. No, no, but yeah. they have a picture of some other oh. fucking no, dude. No, he was a 185. It's got a different name. Hey, this is a story. I'll Weird. tell you. I'll, I'll tell you a story about Jake Collier before we move on. Uh I was rolling with a teammate one time, and uh, I was on the bottom. He was on top. I won't say his name because I love the guy. He's, he's a great fighter, great everything. But he, uh, I threw a punch from the bottom, and he acted like he got knocked out. He, like he threw his head to the side and fell down on my chest. And uh, we were laughing, and I was like, well, who really gets knocked out like that? Because the guy I'm rolling with is tough as fuck. I sparred with him. I've, I've seen other people spar. Jake Heck sparred with him, and Jake Heck bombed on him, and he ate all that shit. And then as I was like, yeah, who really gets knocked out like that, though? And he stops laughing, and he looks at me, and he's like, oh, I did and I was like, by who? And he said, oh, Jake Collier, my, well, one of my first fights. Knocked him out from the bottom. From the bottom. Yeah. And I couldn't even say, that's Jake Collier. I couldn't yeah. even say nothing at that point. I just looked at him and was like, oh, I'm sorry. Please don't rape me the next time we roll together. <laughs> uh, you can uh, get good at anything. 
Uh, yeah, spend the time. Ray. Yeah. Ray, Jack Dorsey. Who's he? Uh, the guy who started Twitter. He's from St. Louis. Mm. I don't know. Thoughts? I don't care. Uh, Danny, <laughs> thoughts? It smells like something. I don't, hey, stop deleting people. Stop uh, fucking controlling yeah, what exactly. people say and do on your platform. I don't give a fuck if you disagree with it or not. False narrative or not. All right, since Danny talked, can, you want me to do it again now? <laughs> back, now. back, back to you, Ray. <laughs> Danny got me fired up. Yeah, I mean, he's taking money from the government to sh- to s- censor people. I didn't even That's know he was taking money. You don't think that Twitter no. got subsidized by the government? Oh, see, I, I didn't think that far ahead. I was just thinking yeah. you should stop fucking Every, trying to. You know how they say, like, income equality, income this. You know, there's too much separation between the rich and the poor and, the, and this and that and the other. Okay, all the all the people, Amazon, Twitter, all the all the the big uh, Walmart, everybody gets subsidized. Everybody, you know how they get big? They get the government gives them money. See, now you, guys, you can't fail. I'm, I'm gonna interject here a little bit. That's not how they got big. That's just how they grew bigger. Because uh, like Amazon started hey, out of his garage. You, you think if you gave me five million dollars that I could make Wise Warriors MMA uh, a, a worldwide? See, here's the difference. I believe you could. Okay. I don't believe that Bobby could. I don't believe that, and no offense to Bobby, I don't believe people, not because he's not an either people. I don't believe that, I don't believe that everyone can do that. I believe that you're an outlier and you think, you look at life through your prism. So when you look at life, you're like, well, he got this and he got that. So that's how he got ahead and it's successful in life. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I believe, Lane said at one time, if you give the same people a million dollars in five years, they're going to go back, they'll be working, they'll be working the same job. They'll well, be doing true. the same shit. But I don't, I don't believe that with you. And that I, I think one of the things that, and Ray, I mean this so respectfully, that you're short-sighted on is that you look at life only through your eyes. And I, I and that's great for you. I do believe if, I, if you were given $50 million, because I know you as a person, as a coach, and as a man, I don't, people don't do that though. That's not what happens to everybody. The government gives money to all kinds of people who do nothing with the trolley. Thank you. You beat me fucking to it. But but the thing of the government is it's not their job to be handing out money that they take from people and just start handing out. Okay, yeah. No, you, I, I, I say you I give agree. me fifty I, million to, and I could be a, a success with the fifty million. Okay, great. But that's not the government's job. They're not supposed to be. I don't have fifty million, so I have to earn it the hard I way. I know, I, and that's the way it should be done. They're not. They're supposed I, to limit, be limited to small things. They're not supposed to be in, have their hands in everything. Like had I asked about small. Mark Zuckerberg instead, would the conversation? It'd be, be the, the it'd be the same to me. It's the same thing. It'd be the same to me. That dude fucking is so smart that people. I can't do. Nobody that you know can do what he did. You know how I know that because they didn't do it. Did he get bigger and? There, it's not the chicken and the egg thing. I hate when people say that. He was already going in, in a, towards a path, and he was helped by aided by other things. Yes, um, Ray. Yeah. I'll start with you. I've asked Danny about this before, uh, just because it's funny. Uh, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think actions speak louder than words. So, what am I going to say about the guy that you don't already know? I mean, he <laughs> lied, and he freaking tried to paint a picture that wasn't there and a bunch of people fell for it and they should feel like jackasses because they buy into stuff without really taking the time to think about that's it that's why I love my boy Ray he gave me something to bite on uh, if there's already a narrative out there or if you've experienced one or two things that are, that are similar and then somebody pops up on the news that's famous rich and is in the, the limelight of entertainment and says something you, re- you can relate to it real quick 
like without having to connect dots. Because what you're talking about right now is something I've had similar, and I'm not talking about hanging with the news or anything like that, but similar experiences as far as the racial epithet goes. Uh, it's it's you're not a fool for buying into that guy. You're a fool for believing in him after the fact. When you when you when you know the facts of the truth, and or when you even, I think you're misguided when you don't study. When you don't pay attention to what, like Dave Chappelle said, the joke best. Like we knew that brother wasn't in Chicago at 13 degree weather looking for Subway. Get the fuck out of it. That's why we didn't back him. But individual people do because they're like they have similarities in their life that they relate to this situation, whether it's a stretch or a reach or it's just the next door. Uh, so I don't begrudge those people. I begrudge those people who, after all the facts have come out. Still stick with their narrative. I think it's that's just how weak people are. I, it's like it's like they they just they just just don't you know. I mean, it's just a weakness in people. It's I, like I is they is they literally have to follow the I, line. I don't, I don't, of so, the I don't know if it's a weakness though. Is like I have these experiences in my life. It's a weakness. No, see, because you don't have you actually you actually do have these experiences in life, but you're so mad about them that you went the other way with it. The psychology of it, you when shit when shit happens to you for a reason, like. When racism happens to you, you react one of three ways. You just let it go. You blow. You brush it off. You blow it off. You 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 hate or you hate those people who did it, and you hate those people who look like they did it. Or you're mad at everybody who whines and bitches about it because you did something with your or life. Or you know already when CNN tells you something <laughs> that you should be skeptical. That's, go, hey, that's exactly where I'm at. That's that's, that's, that's my thing. It's like it's like anybody it. who runs with with one of these breaking news stories. Like, like not nothing's breaking news. First of all, like hardly anything's breaking news. But every day there's breaking news, and when some fucking, uh, some some obscure like actor like has breaking news about some racial shit like I, that, I would tell you this I mean, right now. Come on. My favorite part of our show these days is fucking uh, squared up. Because we like we get into these type shit where it's a different viewpoint from everybody. I'm supposed to stay out. Of yeah, it. I know, but no, I th- no, you shouldn't ever. I always like your opinion. Go ahead with the next one. Oh, I want to keep going. Uh, all right, a hey, uh, hey, hey, so move too fast. So, so people, people, um, people talk all the time about uh, 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 promotions and the UFC isn't paying enough. Blah blah blah. Well, Khabib started his own organization called Eagle FC, January twenty eighth in Miami, Florida. Rashad Evans, Ray Borg, Renan uh, Barrow are uh, are fighting. Um, have Have you followed any of this? Where are they fighting at? In Miami, Florida. Oh no, hey bro, hey Khabib, if you're really trying to build an organization, take your motherfucking ass back to Russia. Oh, that's right, you can't, and do it there because that's where they're gonna like you and love you and just buy. They're gonna buy the pay per view because of you. Uh, here, here's some I don't fuck with you, Khabib. Women can do whatever the fuck they want. They can cook, they can clean, they can walk around a goddamn ring and with a card up and showing everybody whatever the fuck they want to. Yeah, will he have ring girls? That is no, he's not, he's not having ring girls. That's what he's. Ray, thoughts on Khabib's new promotion? I don't know about Khabib, but I'll talk about the UFC. Like people are like anti UFC or whatever. All I know is is like running the business, and what I'm talking about, my business compared to the UFC is like different animal. But people might look and say, you know, you got 15 people in your class. You know, you're making money. You're making money, but they don't understand how much money goes out the window for your rent, for your expenses, for your insurance, to do this, to do that, to do all the other things that are that are part of running a business that people just think, oh, 100 million viewers. Are gonna I want to cut you off. I want to cut you off, Mr. Norris, and I apologize for cutting you off, but I'm going to. Uh, 
you were making yourself as one of the sports top four, top five. You want to be the NHL. You want to be Major League Baseball. You, and you, you are touting yourself as this. The fighter pay and cut, an, or the, the athlete pay and the ownership pay and cut is 48 to 51% in all four of those leagues. Until you do that, you're, you're taking away their right to fucking man, to make money on the side. And stop, don't, don't give me one guy, Sean O'Malley, Lane, because I didn't know what the fuck's in your head. Don't give me that guy. When you, I can't put the, uh, the bar down the street or the, the GNC, whatever the fuck on my shorts anymore because we're a, a league in a uniform we have to wear. You're fucking. You're you're taking my ability to make money on the side for me. Oh, by the way, you're also only paying us fighters seventeen percent. The fighters literally make seventeen percent of the revenue the UFC does. That's it. That's atrocious. Sean O'Malley actually had an explanation for that. Oh fuck, Sean O'Malley. Actually, I like you. It's good. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. you. So, so you should read. Sean O'Malley. That. You know why Sean O'Malley has that a different opinion? Because they're paying him, baby. Because and they treat him right. They're oh no, they treat him right. We're gonna keep giving you non fucking ranked no, fighters. No, I think I think what what he did is what the UFC does for people, and he understood it. Is he uh is he using that's that's this is your platform to become something. Wrong. This is like I, I know, this but is that, like wrong. this is like. When you make this a sport and you're comparing yourself to the NFL, to the MLB, to NHL, you are now you have to pay them more. When when you can't be one of them if, without if, doing the same things. Okay. Well, uh, you guys, you got to understand, you get like their employees. That's what they are. They're, they're they're actually the actually I'm I'm sorry about that, but they're not they're not they're they're, not they're, 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 they're no no they're they're uh, they're not they W two no they're, like, they're well, WWE wrestlers and this but is what's wrong no they're. That the money comes out. Their employees. I thought it, I thought that they were um, uh, uh, independent contractors or independent. Exactly. They, they run it so, like the so WWE, but they want to compare themselves to the NFL. To the NFL. Right. Fuck you. Pay them. All right, but split, but split the money. No, split the money. You're talking about what it's like to run a business, and Mr. Ray Norris, I, I appreciate you. Well, they from, don't have from, to fight. From your perspective, stop with that bullshit. I appreciate your perspective on that. Because they you're could go to Khabib's. If, I'm not saying Khabib's nobody's, paying nobody's, more. Nobody's, nobody's fighting. Paying more. Nobody's doing shit in Khabib's. Oh, do you know what? Uh, nobody's Bell, paying. Do you know more. what Bellator pays? 44 percent. Right. Bellator pays forty four percent. Every so every, you- every person who like who steps who steps in to like that's their dream to fight in the UFC, right? Are they wrong? Because you. <sighs> You're you're talking about two different things and you're you're trying to compare them as the same. No, I'm sorry, dude. That's the hey, fact. Hey, everybody out there, go to Bellator. Go to fucking Bellator. What? You get forty four percent. That's a clown of their, show. No, it's not compared to the UFC. I know because everybody wants to go fight in the UFC. The UFC used to be nothing but a clown show. Remember James Tony? He fought on there. Remember Tank Abbott, who can't defend a takedown, who can't wrestle, can't do shit. He we fought had in the UFC. Kimbo Slice. Exactly. We had Kimbo Slice in the motherfucking UFC. No, and, no, and Kimbo, no, no. His his goofy ass. And he fought. He fought, he fought in the UFC. Dada five thousand. Oh, and, 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 like UFC had, and, and the UFC had all old. those same events to build their stuff. Thank Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner for the UFC the way it is today. Thank GSP, Chuck Liddell, BJ Penn, these motherfuckers who paved the pathway. So you're telling me? Yeah, those guys were getting paid. They were getting paid. Yeah, change. I don't think they're, I, no, dude. I don't think they're complaining. I know, but the rest of the are guys they are. Compla- well, that's the thing. Is like, like, oh, well, oh, what? Anybody who comes in a Trabi tent company needs to be making every, every, every like, hey, a, the like seventeen percent. The, the guys at Trabi tent company are underpaid 100 fucking percent hey uh hey guys so the lfa is gonna be in st louis uh on january 21st fred freeman uh one of one of your guys actually That's my, I, I love fred uh he will be fighting there at the factory in chesterfield uh thoughts on the uh lfa coming up and uh january 21st anybody going uh danny I, I, man i i i gotta go support fred i gotta make things i gotta work things out making sure it happens and shit uh 
their announcers the shit. By the way, they're they have one of the best announcers in all of MMA. Uh, I think, I, in my opinion, he's third. Who is it? Uh, I don't even know the guy's name. He's the guy that announces for Nemesis. Oh, okay. I know uh, I his cadence and his voice and everything, spectacular. He's awesome. Uh, Dave Davis and Tony Biondo, I think, are better than him. Other than that, I don't think there's too many guys that are better than that guy. Uh, Fred, my, I hope my boy Fred's putting in work. I didn't really talk to him. I seen he was training out of St. Charles in May a little bit. I don't know how long he's been out there. Uh, I'm always rocking with Fred. He's a good dude. And uh, go, go take what's yours, son. Uh, Ray, thoughts? LFA? Uh, um uh, yeah, I don't know much about either one of the deals, but, you know, I'm for Fred. He's hometown boy. I'm picking him. Yeah. Cool. That's it for, uh, for squared up guys. Yep. Um, awesome. Uh, Hey, um, so, uh, uh, Ray, there was, there was, uh, something else that, uh, I, I, we didn't cover earlier about, uh, I'm sorry to, to, to come back to this, but, uh, but your, your whole stripping thing <laughs> is like really, really interesting. So before we leave, um, just kind of uh, just connect the dots. So so that turned into you uh, traveling overseas, and uh, and through stripping, yeah. right? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. So basically, after I won the that contest or whatever, I you won a contest. Yeah, it was like a, a contest, like a dancer deal, a dancer contest. like a like a stripper thing. Yeah. Yeah. What what wait where where do they uh is this invade like where do they do something like that? I don't know. Maybe it was at the Oz or something. I don't remember where it was at. And you won a contest, a male so stripper I won, contest. And then yeah, there was a guy there, and he was like, you know, you should come with us. And then uh, so we went. I met this guy. Uh, that was the Minna Texas deal. And then from there, we traveled like all throughout the United States, just you know Iowa, and you know we would go. We literally went from. We were had a show in Minnesota one day and Louisiana the next day. We would go from one, we would just drive. I mean, not a day, but like, you know, next year. You were on tour, like yeah, a band. Yeah, we would tour. Yeah, we would go on tour. Except he like, was shaking his dick everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like bands, bands have equipment in the van. And, and Ray's he's got, got equipment. equipment. And Ray's got equipment. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we the guy had a booking agent, so he would book shows through, you know, like, United States. And he had another guy in Scotland and Norway and, you know. You know just, in Iowa, shows. Ray's got to be like a 12 in Iowa and a 13 in Scotland, Ireland. Like, because, I mean, I've seen Iowa. It's my ugly motherfuckers. I've been, I've been all over the place. I don't know how this happened, but the the best looking girls are in Nebraska. Stop uh, your are stop you your motherfucker! He's lying. Ray's no, this lying. is breaking news. No, this Ray's lying. I didn't I've been this. in Nebraska. Ray, Ray Ray found five of them, and he thinks that's what they all look like. They all look like shoo, Ray, Ray, cow. Ray. Do and, me a favor. This one one particular is, place. It was a college town that makes a big difference. He said Cowtown. College. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska. But um, I don't know that. Like Danny's right. It just might have been that one show, but. Uh, I've, been, I've been in Nebraska seven times. It was just that one show. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. That's probably true. But yeah, you know. So, and 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 you traveled uh, all over Scotland, uh, London. Were you all United? What States. was your hair looking like at that point in time? <laughs> My normal hair. Really? You, there was well, no, there was no extensions to it or anything. There was a week. Was there so makeup involved? Fuck yeah, there no, was make no makeup. He no had makeup. he had hair extensions. So no tattoos on you, right? No tattoos. All right. Uh, so, so you're all natural. I mean, you're talking 90s. Hey, Ta- I, Mike Becker, I wish he was here right now to talk Mike about Becker, the motherfucking right. hair extensions because the way you told me the story had had me dying for days. I promise you. All right, so here you want to hear the story. Here's the, <laughs> here's the way it goes. 
let's right. let's uh let's have a let's have a quick uh uh finalization of uh of the story so here. i'm sure everybody's had this where you wherever you're at you I've just don't feel like extensions. you've you just don't feel like you're good enough so you see like back in the day you have these dancers with long hair they're built good and you know they drive the girls crazy the long-haired guys back then i don't know maybe it's different i hate now. i hate when people make fucking so much sense of what they're saying yeah. Then it tries to take all the thunder and out of I my jokes. I tried to grow my hair out. <laughs> thunder but, down under. I know. But like I would, I would let it grow, and the shit would turn into split ends and look like shit. So I cut <laughs> it off. I could never grow long hair. So I was like, well, I'll get the other guys in the crew had long hair. There was other guy, there's guy like it was a Michael Jackson. Can guy. you give me a hair flip one time before you leave today, Red? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I had these hair extensions put in. This is. Like the most embarrassing thing in my entire life. It's it's not. There's it's, nothing it's embarrassing about what you're saying, dude. Well, and it's just when the, you grow as a person, you gotta try shit. And I put the hair extensions in. Yes, yeah, so I had the hair extensions down to like the middle of my back, <laughs> and they were fucking heavy. Like dreads. They were yeah, they were just heavy. And they just Beads. Look like shit. And um, they she put them in. They're fucking glued to the underneath <laughs> your hair. And I got home. And I, all my it's like buddies, no police officers got that I'm, shit. <laughs> all my buddies were like, dude, you look like a hey, fucking jackass. Becker, when Becker's telling me this, little Pecker Becker's telling me this story, dude, you have to be, you have to meet Becker to know what he's, like, he's flipping his hair and he's like, this motherfucker, he's, he's combing his, rubbing his fingers through his own hair and shit. He's like, this yeah. is what Ray looked like. <laughs> oh and Ray looked at me that day though and he was like, you don't ever tell nobody this ever. You understand me? <laughs> hey, <laughs> sorry people. I'm sorry, Ray. It was, it was literally, I, I got home and I'm like trying to think, well shit, I spent all this money, you know, fuck I hope this looks like natural. And I walk in and my friends are like, holy shit, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, and it's like, dude, you look like a jackass. That's when you know you have good no. friends. Because a nice guy would be like, oh, that look, yeah, you look good. Sal. And you don't you don't need those guys in your eyes. Fuck them. You need a guy to be like, dude, you look like a fucking jackass. They wanna, they, Danny wrestle you through anyway. the table, right? And, and yeah. now, now we understand why Danny Ray are friends. Yeah, and I was like, really? You guys and Mike think, Becker, yeah, too. Yeah, you look like a jackass. And Mike and they all laugh. They're all rolling on the floor laughing at you. And, and the hair extensions come out the next day. I, I guarantee you, Mike, I, I wasn't there, but I guarantee you Mike is leading the way to that shit. Mike's like, laughing his ass <laughs> off right now still. I can't just stop laughing. Hey, uh, Ray, uh, uh, the, great stories with you. Um, I got so many more. You mo- have to- hey, uh, we, we, much, we much love to your upcoming fighters. Uh, uh, they they have fights coming up. Owen, uh, what's Owen's last name? How do, you, how do you spell Owen's last name? Or how do you pronounce uh, it? Shantz. Shantz and uh, Herman uh, Rich, uh, two up-and-coming fighters in the St. Louis area. More coming, too. Making waves. Those are the two that I know personally. Making waves in St. Louis. Owen is doing his motherfucking thing. I think Owens fought three times. He's been in the cage a total of three minutes and thirty-seven seconds. That 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 last fight he had when he stopped that last dude, yeah, six was and f- freaking. Amazing. So ne- Nemesis, uh, probably he'll be uh, uh, fighting. Uh, on Owens that. on the next Nemesis card. Uh, Herman Rich is on the next fucking uh, uh, Shamrock card. card yeah. yeah, next Shamrock card. Check him out. Uh, I forget the dates, or whatever. Two of St. Louis's brightest and biggest up-and-coming people. Owen, do your thing, man. Hey, and that that logo is gonna look good on them shorts. Yeah, absolutely. Be hey, white. young fighters. Come on off the Wise Warriors help build our um, team because, uh, yeah, we got shit that uh, not everybody's used to. And here's, um, here's what I'm going to say about Ray Norris, man. As somebody who's fought him, trained with him, and been, been a friend of his, uh, this is his life, people. Like, I, I shit you not, I'm not bullshitting you. We're, we're not friends that tell each other that everything looks great today when it doesn't. Uh, I, I truly believe in the man and, his, and how he prepares himself and his, his business 
for you. Remember that. I will never tell you something I don't believe in, ever, even if they're paying me. I'm not going to tell you. I always tell you things that I believe in. And Ray Norris is the motherfucking man. Thank you, Ray, for coming out, changing my life, making everything. Like, change, like so many, I always think that the tree thing, people don't even realize how, how much you affect their life without, being, without even ever meeting them because you affected my life and so many other people's. I appreciate it, man. Thank Ray, uh, uh, owner of Wise Warriors MMA, uh, DJ, and... Male stripper. Don't right. uh, thank you very much that? for being here. <laughs> Everybody, uh, love you very much. And not now, Bobby. Holla at your boy. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Sorry for the 